ladies and gentlemen, to M-Class Podcast, the Star Trek podcast for the common fan. I'm your host, <laughs> Jeff. Is that new? That's new. No. I'm away one week, and there's a whole we sell out. We have a we have a fucking it's a we have slogan a catchphrase, dude. That's going on t-shirts. You fucking wait. We're ready. I'm fine with that, dude. I'm ready to sell out. Look, Audible, fucking uh, yeah. the the bed one. What's the name of the Casper? Like anybody? I don't know. Hit us up. Mclassemail <laughs> at gmail.com. I will shill whatever. I like it. Cigarettes gonna... to children? <laughs> Let's do it. Cigarettes? Get your cigarettes here. The smooth flavor of menthol cools. <laughs> oh, yeah. Menthol. Oh, my God. Menthol. Ugh. Uh, introduce yourself. Hey, that's me. I'm back. I'm Josh. Josh is no longer sick boy. He's healthy boy, and he's here to talk about Star Trek. I mean, I'm, like, not sick, but I'm, like, not healthy. <laughs> nah, I would never call you healthy and mean it, Josh. <laughs> I mean, mentally, that's never been true. <laughs> that's never been a thing. On uh, this episode of M-Class Podcast, we're going to be talking about part one of the seminal classic, The Best yeah. of Both Worlds from TNG. Yes. Spoiler alert. This is a good one. Yeah. We were talking about our hot takes about this episode, and I guess we'll yeah. put them out there to everybody. We think it's good. Here's a hot take. This is a great episode. <laughs> <laughs> Suck on that, you fucking doubters. Suck on that, communists. <laughs> Take that, haters. Haters. There are a lot of haters of the best of both worlds out there. Yeah, people hate this one. It's changed television forever. They hate it. The best of both worlds is the season three finale. Yeah, this is when the show just like completely kicks into amazing town. It's uh, season three, episode 26, and it aired... In 1990, a lot of you weren't born yet. <laughs> I was seven. I was uh, th- three years younger than that. So I remember seeing this on television. I remember watching this. I watched it on like reruns on like TBS. Yeah, I watched it and like I had to wait, and I was like, "Oh my god, oh, what god. the fuck is going to happen to Captain Captain?" I, I could see you at seven years old saying "fuck." I said, holy shit, dad. And my dad was like, whatever. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> oh. Uh, so this episode was written by Michael Pillar, who you might know as the writer of like 900 episodes of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And uh, the executive producer of TNG, co-creator of Deep Space Nine and Voyager. And That's one for two. One for two out of the- those. <laughs> Uh, Emmy Award nominated, Hugo nominated, Gene Roddenberry Award winner, writer and producer, Michael how, B. How Pillar. do you not win the Gene Roddenberry Award if you're like a creator of two Star Trek series? I don't know, man. He uh, died, he almost, so I don't know if he gives it out anymore. <laughs> he uh, he, gives he didn't it, make it this year. He only made two Star Trek series. Uh, I don't know. Gene Roddenberry gave those out of his basement, so I really wouldn't list it anyway. It was just like... <laughs> A statue of old gum. <laughs> it just shaped kind of like a Klingon, but not uh, really. Michael Pillar wrote 39 episodes of Star Trek. That's the sex number. Uh, so he wrote um, Unification and Unification 2, another two-parter that I fucking is that love. The, is that the Hugh? Was Hugh in that one? No, that's called I... 
uh, Iborg. No, he's in another one, though, isn't he? Oh, no, Unification's the one with uh, Spock. Yeah, Spock is in those. Yeah. And they're right. fucking great episodes. He also wrote Ensign Row, which is a That's really a fucking one. great episode. Uh, oh, Times, Ensign Row. Hmm. Times Arrow, Yesterday's Enterprise, The Enemy. He did a he's lot of fucking good. great episodes. Also, uh, Ronald D. Moore. He's the story editor on this one. Yes. So he he's fucking love Ronald D. Moore. Yeah. Uh, Michael Piller also did the screenplay for Star Trek Insurrection. Well, there you go. So There's, he, so there's a, a bad one. Not everybody can bat a thousand at all times. What if they find the Fountain of Youth? Hold on, hold on, hear me <laughs> what out. What if their titties get more firm? What if that happens? <laughs> what if they make a bunch of funny jokes about being young? So, Except they're not funny. This, <laughs> this episode was it. directed by Cliff Bowl, who uh, the Bolians are named after. What? Yeah. Uh, he directed the first episode in which Bolians existed, the TNG episode Conspiracy, so they named the Bolians after him. That's great. Is he related to you, Bol? Uh, the guy who makes all those shitty movies? Maybe. It is spelled the same way. He might be. Um, well, okay. he made better things than you. Uva. UV Bol? However you German say it. yeah. Bol. So, um, here's a fun fact of the week for you, since I've been dropping fun facts left and right. Here's a official... I missed it. I missn't a week, so I'm behind. I don't I didn't learn any fun facts. <laughs> God, you must be ready to burst. I got fun facts, blue balls. So, this is a very <laughs> fun fact. Okay. According to actor Will Wheaton, Cliff Bowl was one of the many directors who treated him condescendingly on the set. That's hilarious. Wheaton elaborated, most of them favored grabbing me by the elbow and moving me around the set rather than, you know, giving me direction like I was a person or a professional or anything like that. Oh, the my worst feelings got hurt. The worst offender was this guy, Cliff Bowl. Man, has has Will Wheaton ever said anything good about anybody? No. Like, does, he just fucking Will Wheaton... talk shit about everybody. Yeah, you'd think Will Wheaton was fucking uh, Patrick Stewart. Like, this guy, like, thinks he could just, like, spout off about his time when he was, like, 14 years old and probably was so annoying that nobody could bear talking to him. That's why they didn't tell him to move. He's a giant piece of shit. Like, he, he was apparently, like, still to this day he is, like, uh, like passive-aggressive as fuck. Yeah, I know. I've heard him. He's like, awful. There's a story that um, well, William Riker, Jonathan Frakes, told at a convention I went to. Uh-huh. He told the story that um, he had gotten a new car. Or maybe oh, I wonder a, what it was. Maybe it was a new motorcycle. I forget. But he, like, <laughs> I think it was a new motorcycle. And he, like, rode onto the set with it. And Will Wheaton loved motorcycles as well. And he said, you know... Uh, Jonathan, I, I hear from your dressing room you like blare in some really cool like modern rock, and you had this new motorcycle. I bet you were really cool when you were younger. <laughs> He's an idiot. He's passive aggressive as fuck. What? He's he's William T. Riker. Coolest motherfucker around. The dude that he's made the trombone cool. <laughs> He's so cool, he can play a trombone, and it's awesome. You're right. Um, alternatively, actor Robert O'Reilly, who played Gowron, yeah. commented that Cliff Bowl was just a wonderful director, and he's a really nice guy. A wonderful director and his house. 
He's a wonderful director. And a nice guy. And a nice guy. Uh, apparently he's just he directed episodes of all these great sci-fi and cult series like Six Million Dollar Man, MacGyver, X-Files, T.J. Hooker, Spencer for <laughs> Hire. When I think of great sci-fi, I think T.J. Hooker. T.J. Hooker. He also directed episodes of Baywatch. Oh, wow. He's got a lot of work, dude. So he was a pervert. He directed yeah. 42 episodes of Star Trek. That's a lot. A lot less bouncing titties in Star Trek. Yeah, he. I don't think he directed the episode where Crusher and Troy wear their like ballet outfits and stretch all over each other. Either. Oh man, that episode is like so late eighties, early nineties. It's like holy <laughs> shit. They're wearing their aerobics outfits. If you saw somebody wearing that shit at the gym, you'd be like. What the fuck year is it? It's the future. It's what we wear in the future. (laughs) So a little background on this episode before we get into it. We always uh, front load this with some information. Um, Before this episode happened, the Enterprise, uh, thanks to Q's machinations to teach our hubris-filled humans a lesson, was sent into what I assume is the Delta Quadrant. Yeah, they're they're like... Mm, like I forget, they say at distance it's like ninety thousand light years or something it's like that. Far as fuck. Yeah. Sends them out into the Borg territory, which is the Delta Quadrant, so it has to be there. Yeah. Because he's like, you guys think you're all fucking living a high life, but you don't even fucking know the shit that's out there. Yeah. So I'm gonna show you. He it's- does it for their own good, though. I have a theory about this. All the Q's actually really benevolent. Yeah. Like that. He like does things purposefully at the right time so, like, humanity can survive. He does love humans. He thinks they're real neat. He wanted to make a baby with uh, Captain Janeway. Yeah, what a terrible fucking storyline to give that character. <laughs> they were like, we need Q. He's awesome. How can we get him involved in this dumb show? I don't know. There's a lady captain. Maybe he wants to fuck. Because that's what ladies is for, right? <laughs> and Q, who is like an omnipotent god, would definitely, definitely need to like go after a captain in Starfleet. That's definitely... Maybe he just got a type. Maybe he wants to yeah. fuck, like, Picard. He for sure know. wants to fuck Picard as well, but he knows, like, he, he can't impregnate Picard. Or maybe he could. He's cute. He's cute. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. Maybe dude. he can like, turn Picard into a hot-ass lady. Picard, like, turned him down one time too many, so he's like, fine, I'll go get an easier piece of captain ass. <laughs> he started, it like... it turned out to be just as difficult. <laughs> he started to, like, hit on Picard, and Picard just goes, cute. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing here? Enough! And that was it. That was the end of that. And he he tried to get to Cisco first. Cisco punched him in the fucking face, so he had yeah, to go after Janeway. Because Cisco's also a god. That's how it works. It's true. That's how he could punch him. <laughs> That's like, the what? theory, anyway. Yeah. It's, um, it's built in a uh, story that they didn't. They I don't had think no clue about at that point. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> So he, they got sent to the Delta Quadrant, and they ran into the Borg, and they were completely incapable of harming them in any way, shape, or form. And if it wasn't for their genius at running away like little bitches and Q's yeah, intervention, uh, they would have been obliterated. It's great. Like, it's such a great uh, foreshadowing, because, like, you know that the Borg are just going to come. And they say that at the beginning of this episode. They're like... We've had, like, two years or a year or whatever to try to figure out how to 
Oh, yeah. I think it's less than a year. It's like nine months or something. We thought we would have more time. We thought we would at least have two years. Yeah, they start... They transwarp their ass all the way fucking from the Delta Quadrant here. It's it's terrifying. Their technology is at such a level that even the Federation, the most technologically advanced society in the Alpha and Beta Quadrants, is like, what the fuck? It's bad. It's bad news. You don't... You don't want to be around the Borg. No. Even the Not Borg yet. don't want to be around the Borg. The Like the... What are they? The cooperative later? You get a little Borg rebels. The Matrix. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They make like a Matrix inside of the Borg cubes and like they all go in there. You don't get that yet. It's all just straight Borg. There's not even a Borg queen. No. But she talks later about how she liked Picard. Lucutus. She was like, he's like, you needed somebody, a, a connection to humanity. And she's like, I don't need anybody. Here's my spine. She's, yeah, I didn't need anybody. I just needed somebody to talk to humans. She's Which they lonely. say in this episode. They're like, we want you because we want someone to speak to humanity for us. Someone yeah. with authority. So they yeah, choose a captain of one ship. Yeah, because he has like the most like the they're like you're a, a captain of the most powerful ship or whatever, which is like a thing that they give a shit about. It's true. They're not gonna go after like the weird cow man that's the president of the Federation. <laughs> He's not the president anymore. It hasn't happened yet. He didn't get fucked over yet, did he? He's still- wait. Which one are you talking? Which cow man are you, are you talking about? Uh, from Deep Space Nine? Yeah, the guy from Deep Space uh, Nine, yeah. the cow guy. Yeah, I, I always think of uh, uh, Red Foreman. Oh yeah, in Red Six. Foreman is like Fu Manchu. <laughs> he's, he's like, like, like Raiden. <laughs> he's, he's fucking President Raiden, hundred percent. He's Pi May from fucking Kill Bill. That's what I was trying to think of. He's fucking Pi May. <laughs> he makes everybody punch a wall a bunch of times. That's how you get into his cabinet. You gotta do the one-inch punch. You punch into his cabinet, literally. You punch a cabinet, and then you're in. Uh, so the episode begins. We'll, we'll hop right into that real quick. We'll do the, the beginning part of the episode before we yeah. take a break. Yeah. Um, the episode begins uh, where the Enterprise has arrived at a planet, like a Federation outpost, a colony, that is, um, was sending out a distress signal that abruptly ended. Scary. So, uh, Riker, Data, Worf, and LaForge. I feel bad calling him Jordy since I call everybody else by their last name, so I'm really trying to say LaForge more. Well, we're not, we're not, we don't know him. We can, I mean, whatever. We're on the satellite. They don't, they're not gonna know. <laughs> I'm scared that the the radio waves are eventually gonna reach where they're at and they're gonna How hear How far away are we? We're on Doobuggy Planet, man. Yeah. It's gonna be a while. Fucking we'll be dead before the radio waves get there. I feel like we should know the name of the planet that we're stationed at, but fuck uh, it, right? They say it. They say it. It's, I don't it's know. Dune it's Doobuggy something... Planet. Who cares? Oh, you mean oh the planet where station? Oh yeah, no, uh, yeah I don't know. It's it's something I forget. The planet from this is Jorit Four because every planet four. is four. Four three, it makes sense. Earth is three. You'd think it's it true. would Terra three. They did find they did find a solar system uh, with seven Goldilocks zone planets. Though. Holy shit! I want to live there. It's crazy. M class planets. It's crazy, dude. Um, but uh, Worf tells Riker there's been no contact from the surface for 12 hours, and they can't pick up any signs of life on the surface. 
I mean, they're probably fine. <laughs> yeah, we'll go. They still have hope in their hearts, right? Like, yeah. we're going to head down there and they're all just going to be hunky dory. My favorite part is they get beamed down and then, like, I think Jordy or one of them is like, uh, uh O'Brien, uh, check the coordinates. Are we at the right spot? <laughs> and he's like, Yeah, you're at the center of town. And the camera yeah, pans a, back, and there's just a, a fucking, fucking 12 crater. mile long crater <laughs> in the earth. Yeah, like. Maybe maybe the first thought in your head is not are we at the right spot but oh shit <laughs> this what is the crazy fuck made this crater <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah you know you're in the right spot come on but the 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 place is called New Providence which is a very ironic name for a place that gets blown off the face of the planet Have you ever been to Providence Rhode Island I have not is it a it's a, it's it a, a 12 mile long crater yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, listeners from Providence, Rhode Island. <laughs> I actually have never been to Providence. I haven't either. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> I was talking because it's named Providence. Yeah, like which it's super ironic that it just got blown off the face of the planet. But bye. Um, well, not only did it get blown off the face of the planet, but all the people are fucking slaves now. So that's cool. Yeah, they're all robot slaves forever, and there's they'll they'll die a horrible death, and no one will ever know. And there's no saving them. Even though we save Picard later, somehow we can't he was save only a Borg for anybody like else. Well, they save seven. Yeah, but should they have? I mean, <laughs> getting those boobies back in the Federation isn't too bad. <laughs> I feel bad for that actress that had to wear like an outfit that she literally could not breathe in. That's every actor in Star Trek, though. Like, I I feel bad for her too because, like, obviously, like. I mean, it's her and, like, Jolene Blaylock, like, uh, T'Pol, right? Like, they're yeah. just, like... Well, you guys the thing is, like, they like, learned with T'Pol. Like, her outfit is tight, but it's not, like, super skin tight. Like I have her outfit in Star Trek Online. How does it feel? Uh, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> it's very busty. Like, her outfit is, like, an actual, like, breathing catsuit type thing. Like, the outfit yeah. that Seven of Nine wore throughout most of... Um, Voyager is a literal mold of her body that she's just wearing like, on top of her body. <laughs> it's like like Dita Von T's latex, like yeah. where they like pour the latex on and they don't they don't. It's like the only way to get it off is like cut it off. Like they had people waiting off camera with scissors to cut her out of that between scenes. It's fucking crazy, dude. And that's why, like, if you watch some episodes of Voyager, it looks like she's wearing different versions of the outfit throughout the episode. They had slightly different. Yeah. You know. So they cut her out of one and had to, like, patch it back together between scenes <laughs> or else she would die. You could have just made her, like, not wear that. Yeah, but then you won't get the boobies on the TV. Uh, that's right. The boobies. And really, <laughs> if you think Star Trek is about anything, it's gotta be tits, right? Well, tits and giant vaginas that you can crawl up inside. Man, if only. Am I right, Brandon Braga? Or <laughs> am, am I, I right, right, fellow Brandon Braga? <laughs> <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about, right? All us good Brandon Bragas out here on the internet, we know. <laughs> Just a bunch of Bragas hanging out, talking about Braga shit. So if you have extra money on your hands right now and uh, you've already donated to all the good causes, go on over and find out if BrannonBraga.com is taken. <laughs> and if it isn't, That's buy right. it and just put a lot of weird giantist fetish porn on it. And just leave it. Just leave it. 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 <laughs> it's not. No, it's, it's some kind of 
Japanese or Korean gambling website? Brandonbraga.com? I'm going to leave this because I'm pretty sure I just got hacked. <laughs> oh, yeah. Josh is for sure going to vote Republican in the next election. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, I don't know. Type in, don't, I mean, don't do it. It's yeah, weird. don't, don't do it anymore. We learned this. It's a big mistake. <laughs> so somebody in Korea bought that domain and linked it to their weirdo gambling site. Um, before we go to a, a break, I will say, um, I don't know, are we going to do a commercial after this to put into this, or do you, should I hop into the pitch now? Do it now! I'll do it now! <laughs> uh, the month of June is Gay Pride Month, Woo. and Star Trek hasn't always been the best for LGBTQ plus issues in the fact that it's never touched on any of them and doesn't care. So, <laughs> uh, Ben Bueller thought it would be a great idea to um, take the month to sponsor the month of June of our podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, the way that works is if you head on over to Patreon.com/slash/MClassPodcast and pledge to MClassPodcast for the month of June, uh, any amount over five hundred dollars that we have, Ben Bueller is going to match that and then donate it to the Trevor Project. Which is a nonprofit organization committed to preventing suicide in LGBTQ plus youth. They're yeah, best known. Awesome. They're best known for the Trevor Lifeline Crisis Intervention Hotline they operate, but they also work in training, raising awareness, and advocacy relating to LGBTQ plus youth suicide prevention. There you go. It's a great cause. It is a great cause, and every dollar over five hundred, which we're already past at this point, so a lot of money is going to be going to. Yeah, the Yeah, make that project. guy pay. Like, really, make him pay. <laughs> and what I learned today is that not only is Ben Bueller going to be paying out of pocket to match this donation, um, but Tapon himself of the Tapon's radio program is going to be oh, matching that man. amount as well and donating it to the Trevor Project. Tapon, I knew you had a heart. He has a heart under that cold, green-blooded Vulcan <laughs> exterior of his. <laughs> and it's located near his kidneys, apparently? Uh, according to TOS science, it does. According to TOS science in the third shitty Abrams movie. Well, it's not his at that point, but no, it's, it's still not. shitty. Um, so, yeah, you inc- you either add or increase your pledge at patreon.com slash mclasspodcast for the month of June 2019 and keep it up through billing. And Ben and Tapon will both match the amount and donate it to the Trevor Project. Nice. If you would rather just go ahead and give to the Tre- Trevor Project and not give us any money, which is cool. We're cool with Also that. acceptable, yes. Head on over to give.thetrevorproject.org slash USS Lollipop and hit donate. <laughs> Dedicate that donation to M-Class Podcast. That'd be awesome. And it, Anything you do is great. Absolutely. And uh, there is an in-joke on the um, Patreon-exclusive Discord for M-Class Podcast mm-hmm. where uh, after being quiet for ages, people will pop in, say one thing, and then say, there, I contributed. <laughs> And uh, Ben was smart enough to snatch up thereicontributed.com, which also links to give.thetrevorproject.org slash USS Lollipop. So you can go to either of those addresses in order to donate. There it is. Nice. Captain Desrath. Which is fucking amazing. 
Mm, so, there you go. Thank you for that, Desrath, and thank you to everybody who has already upped your pledges ahead of time. Uh, you didn't have to do that, but fuck yeah, you're welcome yeah. to. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah, no, this is a really good uh, uh, charity, and it's something that both Jeff and I uh, really are behind. So it'd Absolutely. be cool. Any, anything you can do is cool. Like even as like a dollar does it, yeah. and like. Like I said, if you don't want to support us, like you hate us, you hate yeah. all of our opinions, you can just you hate you hate listen to us. Like I'm sure many of you do. <laughs> you can just go to thereicontributed.com. <laughs> I went there. It's not a Korean gambling site. No, it is actually... not this time. Yeah. For now, for now. <laughs> so uh, head on over there. Head on over to our Patreon and uh, help a great cause in the Trevor Project. And yep. uh, after that commercial, you can listen to this commercial that has nothing to do with it. And we'll be it's, right back. It's probably for Legos. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> we'll be right back after these messages. They're the most powerful force in the universe. Now the Borg have the most destructive plan ever to conquer the human race. You have committed acts of aggression against the United Federation of Planets. Target one, the Enterprise. Directed, Deck Nine. Jordy, evacuate engineering. Target two, Captain Picard. Your culture will adapt to service hours. We would rather die. The final target, Earth. On the next exciting episode of Star Trek, The Next Generation. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully, uh, you'll buy that Lego set or whatever it was. I'm not going to remember to put a Lego. I no. think I put a Lego last time, so I'm not going to do it again. Really, hopefully, you give money to our Patreon or the Trevor Project. That's what you should probably get. Yeah, that's the, the real break. thing you should do. Uh, <laughs> so let's let's hop into the show. Uh, we found out the New Providence Colony got fucking blown off the face of the Earth. Oh, whatever. Jurette Earth. Yeah. Jurette. Four. Gillette for Earth. <laughs> the best a man can get. <laughs> Not anymore, thanks to the Borg. R.I.P. Gillette Company. <laughs> we shouldn't have moved to Gillette 4. What were we thinking? Fucking G- Gillette 4 got destroyed because people were real mad that it told them to be better men. Haha, <laughs> topical. Topical nice. humor. Uh, that's an evergreen. That's evergreen. I definitely didn't date this podcast. Actually, I dated this podcast like a couple months ago. <laughs> yeah, it's already old. Like, it's already dated. So, it's fine. So, anyway, another starship shows up, and on board is Admiral Hansen and... Admiral Ad- Handsome? Uh, no. Admiral <laughs> Hansen. <laughs> Admiral Handsome is like... I'm 207 years yeah, old. Yeah, he's like, fuck, I gotta pee every 20 minutes. They tried to get Ernest Borgnine, but he was too expensive, so they got Dollar Store Ernest Borgnine. I played Ernest Borgnine stunt double in 73 <laughs> films. I don't even know. George Murdoch. That's a great last name. That sounds familiar as fuck. He's uh, in shit, something. Probably. But he shows up with Lieutenant Commander Shelby. Oh, Shelby. Shelby oh. is a firecracker. I don't know what to feel about this. And uh, she's like, look, we are completely unprepared for the Borg showing up. Like, they were not supposed to be here for a couple years. Yeah. It's very rude of them. They should have called ahead. Why are they doing this now? It's Memorial Day. I have a picnic <laughs> to go to. <laughs> We have to f- do something about Gillette 4 now. I guess we gotta, like, feel bad about this shit now or whatever. 
that's the future I know, where everybody's like, I guess I have to feel bad. I mean, like, it's crazy, though, because, like, this ma- like major catastrophe, like, crazy thing just happened. But it's like, we don't even care, because, like, there's bigger fucking problems coming, right? Oh, yeah, they talk about the death toll down there. They were like, there were 600 people or something, and everybody's just like, it? fuck that, the Borg are here. What I've learned is never be a colonist in Star Trek. Oh, fuck don't no, dude. ever do it. You're safer on a starship, like, dealing with crazy shit. Really, the safest place to be is a space station? Because yeah, nothing like, ever happens at space stations. Like, like Tribbles show up, maybe? Dude, if you're, like, a McKinley station, like, the one that's, like, next to Earth, like, the one that just is, like... Near, oh, yeah, Space you know, Dock, yeah. Space Dock or whatever, like, just fucking... That's great. Just teleport up there every day. You could live wherever you want, right? Yeah, that sounds like a cushy gig. Probably is, like, too cushy. Yeah, you don't get to see a lot of space that way. You get to see the moon and the cities on the moon. That's... New cool. Berlin, Tycho City. Um... <laughs> But, like, Shelby is an expert on dealing with the Borg, even though she's never seen one. Yeah, she's an up-and-comer. Yeah. She's, like, real ambitious. Yeah, she's like, look, I want to um, go down to the colony site as quickly as possible. And they're like, well, it's nighttime, so we don't yeah, know what's down there, so we can't. We gotta wait until tomorrow. Yeah, also, cool it. Cool it. <laughs> and Riker is, like... He's like, Admiral Hansen, we have a poker night, and you're welcome to come to it. And Admiral Hansen is like, 600 people died, Riker. The Borg are on their way. (laughs) The adults have to take care of the situation. Go play your silly games. Yeah, and he's like, "Uh, okay. And she's like, or he's like, "Uh, but uh, I heard uh, Commander Shelby plays good poker. (laughs) Yeah. And then there's a really weird moment where, like, they leave, and Picard's like, oh, it seems like you're quite taken with her. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm having weird old man sex fantasies about her. Yeah, it's, like, maybe not the best thing to say. <laughs> yeah, if I was Picard, I'd be like, we have an HR department, Admiral. Like, yeah. keep it in your pants. Also, it, it just, like, solidifies that admirals are awful. Oh, yeah. There's no such thing as a 100% good admiral. They always have some yeah. weird shit about them. There's always some kind of dark shit going on. Yeah, he's like, oh, just the fantasies of an old man. And, like, Picard should have been like, uh, okay. That's anyway. Not, that's not what I meant. <laughs> I thought you meant, like... I thought Professionally, I, Yeah, I was yeah. trying to say professionally. Like, she was really good yeah. at her job. Yeah. And he's like, like oh, like I thought her, you yeah. meant that I wanted to fuck her, because I do. Because yeah, I totally do, and thank God for Space Viagra. Yeah, like, thank God for holodecks, am I right? Yeah, or I like to call it sex time. Because I like to call it fucking Shelby times. <laughs> Computer, load up program Shelby fuck one. No. <laughs> the computer goes, no. <laughs> uh. But he's like, he's like, yeah, she should be your first officer. And yeah. Picard's like, I already got a first officer. I got a damn good first officer. Yeah. And it turns out that Riker has been offered the captain's seat of the USS Melbourne, which is the third command position he's been offered. Yeah, it, it was. I don't remember them all. The Hood was one. It was the Drake and the Ares. The Hood is later, maybe? Yeah, the Hood is later. He actually okay. ends up I, on the Hood after the show's over. No, he ends up on... Uh, no, not the Hood. Is it? Yeah. 
Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> you look it up. You'll find out that old Jeff knows what the fuck he's talking about. Is I bet you. Uh, Rickers like, turned down. No, it's the Titan. It's the Titan. Oh shit! You're right. It turns out old ah, Jeff ain't right sometimes. <laughs> win one for the Gipper. It's a, it's a win for Google right there. Since you didn't, know I it. remembered it. No, I remembered it. I did. I can't prove this, but I remembered it. I believe you. It. I believe it. it was a win for old Joshy. <laughs> He's on top of his game again after his illness. I'm back, baby. Um, but. Uh, Admiral Hansen's like, yeah, you need to tell Riker that he should take this captaincy because, like, his career is going to suffer if he keeps turning down these seats. If, you know, eventually yeah. they're not going to offer him them anymore. Which is bullshit. Like, that's not how that works. But I guess, like, you know, you're like a... I don't know. I like this part because, like, it kind of shows you, like, where their their head's not in the game, right? Like, oh, they're, yeah. they're, they're like, we have, like, a serious, like literally the end of the Federation is like flying toward us and like they're like but the politics of promotions and yeah, it's like, like guys <laughs> career path and trajectory yeah. is being yeah. damaged like this is not the time or place yeah. to be discussing this it doesn't matter right like it doesn't matter but uh, Riker takes Shelby to her quarters and um, she has a, a theory for how to follow the Borg yeah and um, it's an energy signature that was left behind when the Enterprise contacted the Borg. She, they call it the Borg Footprint, uh, which is name. a terrible name for it, really, I think. <laughs> they couldn't have called it, like, the Borg Signal or, like... Like, the Borg cool energy name. signature. Like, anything yeah. that relates to what it is. Project Tomahawk. Yeah, that'd be fucking awesome. Name like, it that. They would codename that shit. It's probably, like, the most fucking secret shit ever, right? Like, they're not telling people about this no, shit. No, they're probably not telling people on Earth about the Borg coming to fuck them up. That would be so scary. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, like, Shelby's like, yeah, we need to um, do the Borg footprint or whatever. Like, we need to find out if the planet that had been like turned into a crater town yeah has uh, that signature yeah right? it has that signature yeah. and i was trying to remember the name of it and cutting for some reason Gillette four yeah Gillette four Gillette four the best a man um, can get and she's like yeah here's the uh, the members i want on my team i want jordy i want data and i want all the cool guys wharf jordy data <laughs> i don't want any of the losers don't want no will losers wheaton. no will wheaton uh maybe guinan yeah get guinan <laughs> on that one <laughs> She'll make an appearance later. Let's get her in here. But Riker, like, hops in, and he's like, yeah, I already assigned him to the away team, and also I'm coming too, and Shelby's yeah. like, look, I want your job. Yeah, she's a little forward, which uh, I really like in uh, a, a lady. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so at this point, like, it's great, because, like, they're, like, really fucking with you, right? Because you're like... Obviously, you love Riker at this point. Like, he's your friend. You like him. And you're like, man, fuck this bitch, right? Yeah, like, like who like, is this bitch coming in here telling me? Yeah, she's like, I didn't I didn't know that you... Uh, like, I thought you'd already left the position that you were going to become yeah. a captain. And he's like, well, I'm sure you'll be the first one to know if that actually happens. Yeah, they're, like, really snipping at each other. Yeah, this is... Like a recurring theme in TNG Riker, and Riker-centric episodes, like with Ro, when like they like are like hate each other, but then they lose their memories and they fuck each well, other. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if that's quite the same, but it's like <laughs> anytime a character gets introduced who, in any way, shape, or form, is mentioned as being similar to what Riker used to be like. Yeah, he hates them. He will hate them. No one hates. It's 
Commander Will Riker more, more than, than Commander Riker. Will Riker. It's great. It's super. It's true. It's like you hate people that are like you. Yeah. I don't. But like, um, <laughs> I mean, I'm the greatest. Sh- of course, of course. <laughs> Shelby is like the early Riker, like the yeah. command chain climbing Riker who would yeah dump his girlfriend and leave her on a planet so that he could get a rank up in Starfleet. You'll be fine on Gillette 4. Nothing's gonna happen. I'll be back. <laughs> but, uh, he, he invites her to the poker game because poker and TNG is always a metaphor for interpersonal conflict. Yeah, just like in real life. Straight flush. <laughs> Straight flush. You're a bitch and our marriage is over. <laughs> <laughs> At the card game, uh, everybody's favorite Wesley Crusher is there. Oh, for God's sake! Along with Troy, Data, and Jordy. And yeah, and Troy is the dealer, which is weird. Usually, it's Data, right? Yeah, the, the somebody like pointed out like a long time ago that Riker wins at cards all the time, and he's playing against a robot, a guy who could see through cards, and an empath. Yeah, he must be, like, amazing. Yeah, he must be the greatest card player that ever lived. Or the luckiest man alive. Just Uh, getting good hands and shit. Instead, he loses because he gets called on his bluff. He's apparently, like, really great at bluffing, even though, like, there's an empath sitting right next to him. Yeah. Maybe she, like, turns it off or whatever. She should. I don't know if you can, though. Does she have, like, a Cerebro that she can, like, put on her head? <laughs> she puts like, Magneto's helmet on. And yeah, she like the Juggernaut, it. like, you can't read his mind or whatever. Um, <laughs> what metal do you put on your head that blocks psychic rays, Is it anyway, adamantium? Is I, feel like, I feel like it's adamantium. Is it not? Well, Did I make um, that up? They can read Wolverine's mind, so nah, it can't be uh, adamantium. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Um, but, Weird. like, Riker loses to Shelby, and Shelby is very smug. She's very smug about it. Yeah, she, like, wins, right? Like, like, like Riker's having a bad day. Like, I, oh, God, I feel for him. Because he's, like, like, he loves his job. He loves his family on the ship. Like, you know what I mean? And, like, mm-hmm. he's just having, like, a really shitty day. And, like, he loses at his game. And it's, like, like that's not the first time he's ever lost a hand. That's crazy, right? Like, he's not invincible at poker. It's it's a metaphor for what's right. going wrong around him. At right, but he he feels it more because it's all it, it's like a sign to him, right? Especially like his whole problem in this episode isn't so much Shelby herself; it's what she represents. Yeah, she represents the old Will Riker who would do anything to like gain a better seat on right. the ship to like head towards that captaincy. It's all he wanted was to be a captain. Yeah, but now he doesn't. It's great. It's it's a really it's a really cool. He's his character is like way underrated. Oh, like, I agree. I love Riker. I, I love that he like is like no, that's not what's important now. Like I love that. It's great. And like he really does change as a character. Like Shelby is willing to do whatever is necessary very quickly. Like she mm-hmm. doesn't weigh the lives around her as heavily as Will does. Right. Like Riker, well, she doesn't. She doesn't know them, you know no. what I mean? Like, she she doesn't really care about them. Like, they're yet. all faceless numbers to her for the most part. Like, she right. feels on a human level that they're human beings, but, like, she doesn't know them in the way Riker does. She's playing the game, the Game of Thrones. And in the Game of Thrones, you either win or you go home early. <laughs> you go home in a grave. And you, what do you say to the Borg? You say, not today, Borg. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> 
<laughs> what do you say the many face god right is that uh, what it is, is that i don't know did you not watch it i don't know i don't think so <laughs> i don't think i've watched game of thrones we gotta we gotta watch uh battlestar first yeah like i don't know i i was never that interested in game of thrones i guess i don't know well, here, here's a little... I was going to save this for later, but without this episode, you don't get any of that stuff. Oh, this, sure. Like this, this changed... I read an article, and I really wish I remember where it was or who wrote it. I don't, This was, like, a year ago, about how this uh, episode, like, changed television. Because, like, ch- like, shows didn't end like this. Like, seasons didn't end like this. They didn't end with, like, the giant... This is, like, one... Like, yeah. Like, Cliffhanger. Like cliffhanger. Yeah, it's like one of the first instances of like a su- serious cliffhanger where people were like, what? And like, you know, seasons back then were a lot more like, I didn't know when Star Trek was coming back. Who? There's no internet. I can't like look up like a fucking, you know, I gotta like read the trades in Hollywood to find that shit out. You, and gotta, like, you gotta pick up that fucking TV guide. Dude, well, you had to wait for the TV guide. You had to get it. You mind to get it at the fucking store. That's right. It only comes out once a month. Yeah, once a once a month. It had to be sent to your ass. And then you sit there and it gets all crinkly because your dad and shit puts, like, beer on it. Yeah, it gets all crinkly and terrible because it's made out of the cheapest paper that was ever made by human beings. It's like newsprint. It's ridiculous, terrible. dude. It would be, like, shitty articles about <laughs> like, dumb th- crap. The thing is, the TV guide was the only way you knew it was on TV. You were supposed to keep it. But it was shit. made out of such shit. Shit was like fucking fly-by-night back then. People were just living, like, moment to moment. We are like fucking cavemen, dude. It's true. Like, we- I think of a lot about what the world was like. The- I lived in this world before cell phones, before yeah. internet, before you knew what was going to be on TV next. It was great. In a way, it was super great. In a way, it sucked. because In like- a way, it sucked dick and i never want to go back there yeah because television like really sucked like it was really shitty like i remember i was just sitting and watching like in the background like different strokes was on or something and yeah. i never even liked different strokes yeah but you watched it because like it was, like, on, was, it was on or something or like yeah. playing a game boy game and yeah it went off and fucking family matters came on and i was amps yeah man well, that was it. Like, Friday night, like, you sat around and you watched TV because, like, that's when the shows were on. It's, it was crazy. It was a crazy time. Now Dude. it's like, if I want to watch fucking Full House, I can just watch it whenever the goddamn shit I want to. Like, I used to get, like, amped. Like, I was amped that time specifically because it was a re... They started rerunning Family Matters. Yeah. Like, they hadn't done that up until that point. That's a weird thing that people don't even think about. Where, like, yeah. you would see an episode of a show, and then for, like, four or five seasons, you would never see that episode again. Yeah, you had to watch it and remember it. Like, you yeah. couldn't you couldn't see it again. Like, they weren't going to show it again. Until like, they put that shit in syndication in another yeah. station, you'd start to see it. And, like, I was amped. I was like, fuck yeah, I love Family Matters. And now you can fucking watch it, like, over and over again so much that you find, like, coffee cups and scenes and people freak yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it was so unrealistic when Urkel was drinking that 2019 fucking coffee. <laughs> and then he complained about Starbucks coffee cups because it didn't say Merry Christmas on them. Yeah, that's Urkel through and through right yeah, there. That's class. That's more Stefan. Yeah, Stefan Urkel would say that <laughs> shit for sure. Yeah, he was too cool to drink Starbucks, though. 
he always supported local breweries, yeah, coffee breweries, mi- micro breweries. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> um, Shelby and Riker are kind of already at odds with each other. However, they're supposed to meet the next day at sunrise. Yeah, to and go, go down, down to the, the planet. Yeah. And she just goes without him. She shows she up an hour him. early and goes Bitch without goes him. him. <laughs> and um, we as an audience are like, why the fuck would you do that? Just tell him. He's your commanding officer. Yeah, at this it's, point. it's all like head games. But like, that's the thing is like, uh, y- 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 it makes you as like uh, a viewer like question her. But like, I mean. In any other circumstance, like maybe that wouldn't have been a bad thing, right? She's now, just it, getting if there. If there wasn't early, a military right? structure going on, it wouldn't be a bad thing, right? Like, you start to think that, like, what would happen if there would have been Borg on the planet at that point? Like, she and Data would have just been murdered. Well, the Borg would have found out about that they know about the Borg footprint, and that would have been a problem. Yeah, and especially like. I would never forgive the character of Shelby if Data got hurt. Like, how dare you? Yeah. We're not ready for him to get blown up yet. I was never ready for him he to comes get blown back. up. I mean, unfortunately, we don't get any of that, but he does no, come back. No, he comes back in B4's brain. He spocks. He spocks himself into B4. It's like poetry. It, it, it rhymes. It, right, and hopefully it'll work out. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like poetry. It rhymes. We've, nev- we've never had a funnier character than B4. B4 is hilarious. He says things like, excuse me. That's not what the word is. It's no. excuse me. We're going to put that on a t-shirt. We're going to sell so much. I'm so, I'm so rich. <laughs> but, like, Riker handles this very professionally. Like, there are all these, like, fucking opinion blogs out there. Riker's an asshole, and they use this episode. I don't follow that. Fuck them. Fuck those blogs. I Fuck agree. all blogs, but specifically those. <laughs> like, um... That he's an asshole in this episode, but he is very tactful in the way he does this. He yeah, he says, he's in charge. "Walk with me." Yeah, he's in and charge. When he walks with her, he he just says, "You know, like this is not how the structure, right? Like the power structure works. You have to let me know." That shit ain't gonna fly with with Picard, dude. You're not gonna be able to just go like I'm gonna go early. Like that's not how it goes. Like I have, I gave you strict orders, right? Like. You can't just go around my orders like that. And she's, like, noted for future reference, like, you're a lieutenant commander. You know about the fucking command structure. Yeah, she's, like, she really is, like, thinks she has this in the bag, right? Like, it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's like, crazy. Because, like, she, she probably... straight up that yeah. Riker is standing in her way. She Like, you're supposed to interpret that to be, like, the position she wants. But she means, like, her goals right now right, as well. Right. Yeah, yeah, she uh, she's kind of off-putting, but like at the same time, like man, she's like awesome, right? Like, like she's like a she's strong a, she's woman. Really, it's great. really good at what she does. As yeah, well. like, like and that's what I mean. Like, it really fucks you up because like you you're like, well, I like Riker, and if she's like Riker, then I like her, right? It's like the transitive property or a commutative property or one of those. It's one of the properties. <laughs> it's yeah. it's the property brothers, and it's like. Like, she's, like, a capable, awesome Starfleet officer. Like, what's not to like? But because you like Riker, you're she's, like, She goes to my boy Riker. Yeah, you get, like, for, like the personal. And this is, like, you know, what Roddenberry, like, never wanted conflict between people. But this is such a good way to, like, kind of... Oh like yeah, they dropped that, that shit. Though. Like right after he yeah. died, they were like, but "We're not doing like, that anymore." 
But this is like a smart like sidestep to that, right? Oh, like, yeah. They're not just like, oh, you suck. Yeah, like that's like, like cursing what it is and shitting on each other or whatever. Yeah. They don't like, like like it's not like the lunch like the lunch room and like someone looks at somebody the wrong way. Like it's fucking high school, right? Like th- there's like yeah, that a happens well in, thought out. That happens in Discovery. There's I know. Lunch room brawl. I remember. That's what I'm, that's what I'm talking about. It. It's ridiculous. But um, they. After she gets her little reprimand from Riker, although I wouldn't even call it a reprimand. Five really. demerits. <laughs> Ten points from Gryffindor. <laughs> Ten points. From- Dude, she's not Gryffindor. She's like Ravenclaw or nah, something. Nah, she's shit. for sure Gryffindor with that fucking, like, she's climbing that ladder hardcore personality. Gryffindor! She's Gryffindor. What are you, Josh? Uh, most people think I'm Slytherin, but that's not true. No, I would say you're Gryffindor person. That's what I would say. I get Ravenclaw. Because I'm Gryffindor. We're the same. Yeah, we're people the same think, dude. People think like I'm like real mean or whatever, but like no. they don't remember that like James Potter was a dickhead. It's true. Like he You're nowhere Gryffindor. near as big of a dickhead as James Potter and his friends. So. I'm not lifting up Snape and like twirling him around in the air or anything. I don't do that shit. Well... Uh, <laughs> My wife Crystal's gonna listen to this and get mad, but fucking Snape's a dickhead. Like, he, he, yeah, like, I don't like Snape. He got bullied, and I feel really bad for him. But yeah, but like, also he, sucks. he basically <laughs> tortures a boy because his mother wouldn't have sex with him back yeah, in the day. Pretty, that's pretty fucked up. So not great. The real way to torture him would to be have to have sex with her. <laughs> yeah, but he couldn't do that. She, like he called her a mudblood. I wouldn't have sex with somebody that called me a mudblood. Yeah, plus she's a ghost, and it would be like real hard. Yeah, especially since like James Potter is always right next to her as a ghost as well. It do would you be, think that they have to? It'd be like, really awkward. <laughs> part of the rules that you have to hang out with your wife when you're dead. I guess eventually they're like, man, yeah. I really wish I could have like five minutes to myself. Yeah, I wish this kid would stop fucking with this stone so I could like take a piss break. <laughs> Take a spectral piss break. Take an ectoplasmic piss break. Piss out all my ecto cooler. <laughs> Delicious. So good. That's where it comes I, from. I, I don't make love the rules. It. I don't care. I don't care if it's slurm. I'll drink it. I don't give a shit. I'll drink ecto- slurm. Ecto cooler is ghost piss. You heard it here first, Look everybody. It up. And it's delicious. Prove him wrong, bitch. You can't. Uh, Shelby tells Riker that the area's soil has the same Borg footprint that was in the ship when they messed with him, so the colony was obliterated by the Borg. Well, thank God we 9-11 commissioned that one. (laughs) Take that, 9-11 commission. It's a good reference, Josh. It's a strong one. I was there. (laughs) You were in the commission? No. I mean, I was alive. Oh, yeah. I was also alive. Yeah, I imagine most of our listeners were alive. Uh, it's weird when there's like a child who like doesn't remember that shit, and you're like, no. "Yeah, you don't have any idea how crazy yeah, that shit was." <laughs> we said we would remember it, but they weren't even there. How, how are they going to remember? remember it? They weren't even alive. But um, <laughs> the Enterprise uh, gets left. The Admiral takes the fuck off. He's like, "I'm getting out of here." Yeah, <laughs> he's got <laughs> like a runs away. He's got like a board meeting or something. <laughs> I don't know. I gotta go to the Borg meeting. I mean, Borg <laughs> that one was good. I like that. I know. It. Fucking put that in the Hall of Fame. Put that on the shelf next to the gold star. Shared it. <laughs> um, Shelby talks to Picard and look like no Riker goes to talk to Picard and Picard's like, "What do you think of Lieutenant or Commander Shelby?" And Riker's yeah. like, "You know, she knows her stuff." Yeah, he, he does the compliment sandwich. 
Yeah, he knows her stuff, but she does take initiative a little too easy. Takes risks too much. And, and yeah, Picard's like, kind of like another young man I once knew who I recruited as a lieutenant commander. <laughs> and Frank, is he is Picard Reese's the wise? Hello, it's me, <laughs> Captain Picard. <laughs> now let me read you this email. <laughs> <laughs> But, like, he's like, it's very similar to you, Riker. And Riker's like, yeah, I fucking guess. Yeah, and he gets, like, real mad. He puts his leather jacket on and kicks the wall. <laughs> he fucking punches the wall and then hops on his Harley and drives away. <laughs> he kicks his locker and he gets the fuck out. <laughs> but uh, Picard's like, "Why? what the hell are you still doing here, Will? And Riker's like, you didn't dismiss me. What are you he's, talking he's about? He's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> And Picard, like, goes into this whole fucking spiel about, like, you need to reconsider. I'm yeah. I'm ordering you to reconsider. Yeah, which sucks, man. It's like your dad, like, yelling at you, and you're it's like, you're, Yeah, dad. your dad's like, get the fuck out of my house. You're too, you're old yeah. enough. Get the fuck out. Except my dad was like, ah, no, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, and I was like, cool, I get to play Sonic now. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing this series will be good forever. <laughs> It'll never go down. Sonic 3 is the best game ever. S- Sonic will never let me down. <laughs> Not even in movie form. Man, they're going to fix it, Josh. They're going to fix that guy. Good thing they listened to all those nerds and did what they wanted. Yeah, I love how people <laughs> blame all those nerds. Like, yeah. They've been complaining about shit forever. This is the first time it worked. You just Nobody expected stop. it to work. You just, have, just gotta be like, look, this is what he looks like. Get over just it. Just fucking, you're gonna go see the movie anyway. Yeah. Suck my dick. You're gonna go hate see it. It doesn't matter. And then you're gonna love it because it's Sonic. Ugh. There are Fuck a lot it. of people who saw that abomination to, in fucking God's eyes. And they were like, hey, this is pretty good. I like it. Yeah. And I wonder, like... How deep down the rabbit hole can you go as, like, a Sonic apologist? Like, what uh, would you accept? I think you just answered your own question. You're a Sonic apologist. That's, like, rock bottom for most human well, beings. It's like, it's like what what is too... F- is there a too far, though, that, like, no Sonic fan would accept it? Like, if Sonic <laughs> came out and he had, like, a, a, like a tiny mustache <laughs> and he sig-hiled... <laughs> and he said that I'm all sure a Sonic, lot of them would love that. A lot of fucking, all yeah. Sonic fans are Jewish, and <laughs> Jesus Christ! Like he was just a horrible monster, and he yeah. specifically attacked his own fans. Would there still be fans of Sonic who would be like, "I love it"? Yes, because Utopia can't be real. <laughs> It's the same mentality. It's the same shit. It's always just like, oh, well, things are just like this now. And it's like, things are horrible now? Yeah, you're right there. Just accept how terrible everything is because yeah. if you work at it, and it, it would change, but you won't, so it won't. Yeah, eat your horrible soup. You're, you, you're going to eat it anyway. Just eat it. Shove it down your uh, fucking gullet. <laughs> I'd like to asterisk this whole conversation by saying that I really love Sonic 1, 2, 3, and Sonic and & Knuckles. Those are really great games. Those are great games. Sonic uh, Sonic 2 is my favorite. I love that Sonic game. Sonic 2 is my favorite, too. That's awesome. I love Tails, and you can fly. Did you ever put that fucking uh, Super Sonic code in? Yeah, yeah dude. 
Fuck yeah. I had a game shark. <laughs> so you just put it in the uh, fucking sound menu. Oh, that's right. I, I could probably do it from muscle memory at this point, because I did it so much. That's occupying precious RAM in your brain. Oh, no doubt. Like, I don't remember how to do anything in geometry anymore, but I could fucking play a supersonic right now. I was okay at geometry. I was really good at algebra, but then, like, calculus. I was like, man, this is, like, fucking space math. I don't fucking I was, know how to do this. I was never good at math. My whole life, like I, yeah. I think the best math grade I ever got was a B plus. So that's pretty good. Math's hard, man. Some people yeah, aren't good at it. Math sucks a dick. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> um, Picard yells at his son, and his yeah. son goes to get a drink to feel better. Yeah, and, and he, it cuts he's hanging to, out like, with Troy. Yeah, and um, Riker's like, you know, maybe I, maybe I'm just too complacent. Maybe I. She's right. Maybe I'm like a piece of shit and I'll never be good enough and dad'll yeah. never love me. And Troy's all like super professional therapist mode where she's, yeah, she's like, like, How do you well, feel do about you it? Feel that? Yeah, and like, God damn it. I'm trying to talk to my friend, Deanna, and she's like, yeah. Well maybe you shouldn't have left me on the fucking planet to get a rank up, asshole. <laughs> damn, here we go. <laughs> he even references that. <laughs> she's yeah. just like, uh huh, uh huh. Uh huh. Yep. And she yep. says that he's more seasoned. Yeah, and he says, and that's like, not a great thing to say to a man. He's like, what a terrible thing to say to a man. Yeah. yeah. You gotta season you season that dick, buddy. That's right. <laughs> Well-seasoned dick. Put some fucking crab fry stuff on. What is it called? Old Bay. Uh, don't put anything on your dick that has the word crab in it, I'd say. Sex bugs. Ugh. <laughs> um, but she basically just says, like, what do you want? Yeah. Like, you're the only one that can answer that question. What do you want? That's, like, not what people who are in his situation want to hear, though. No. It's it's the only thing you can tell them, though. I know. Really. But, like, you know, nobody wants to hear that shit. No. What do you want? Well, I don't know. That's why I'm fucking talking to you, dude. That's why I'm talking to you about it. Well, I'm not going to fucking pick it for you, buddy. Well, fucking just let me talk it out. Uh, let me punch my locker and figure this shit out. <laughs> she, I've never punched anything in anger. I never have. Not I, even a person? I've learned, well, okay, I've punched a person in anger. There you go. <laughs> but I've never punched an inanimate object in anger. It's easier to punch the person, I guess. Yeah. People feel that hurts them. <laughs> yeah, and it feels good to me to do That's that. why we can't live in a utopia, Jeff. <laughs> it's true. We're all our base fucking... Instincts right. and we're all our worst, our worst parts of ourselves. There's no redeeming factors to humanity. Um, <laughs> so like Troy doesn't really help him much. I guess she's basically like, "You got to figure it out, buddy." Anyway, yeah, probably shouldn't have left me on that planet. Maybe I'd help you more. Anyway, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go. Bye. Um, Shelby puts together her dream team of yeah, data. Michael Jordan, computer. Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing, John Stockton. Shelby puts together her dream team that includes data, a supercomputer that can think and learn like a human being. Jordy mm-hmm. LaForge, the Who smartest can slam man dunk on the ship. From the, foul line. <laughs> the, the smartest man on the ship, capable of doing the impossible in less time than he even thinks he's capable of doing it. Yeah. And Wesley Crusher, the doctor's son. <laughs> and Wesley Crusher, who's like the Chris Mullen of the stream team. Yeah, pretty much. That's Fucking, a reference. How did he get here? That's a yeah. reference that maybe two people get. I bet I Jack Carpenter it. knows it. Yeah, I know you've got it. Um, 
But, like, they're working, like, really late at night, and, like, yeah. they're, they're really super tired about it. And Shelby's like, no, we need to keep working. And Riker's like, no, like, I'm ordering sleep. you guys yeah. to go to sleep, get yeah. some rest. Shelby gets pissed. She's like, let would work with Data then, because he doesn't need rest. Yeah, and he's like, you do. Riker's like, yeah, you do. Like, I don't want my people fighting uh, sleepiness, sleepy time tea. <laughs> when they're trying to fight the Borg. Sleepy time tea sucks. And uh, Shelby's all mad about it. Like, that's the thing is, like, Shelby's not thinking about the consequences of her actions. She's just making actions. Yeah, she's like a teenager, right? Like, she's young. She doesn't, she's like a kid. She doesn't think, like, well, if I don't go to sleep now, tomorrow's going to suck. It's tomorrow's tomorrow. I don't care right now, right? Like, like she comes up with the idea to, like, separate the saucer, saucer section yeah. in a minute. And the, th- the thing about that is, she's like, it creates two targets for the Borg. Right. However, if one target is hit, they can fight back very well. Right. If the other target is hit, it is literally full to the brim with, with civilians. Children. Yeah, the saucer doesn't have the photons. It only has the phasers, which, like, don't really do anything no. against the Borg. Like, that is incredibly dangerous, and, like... She yeah. doesn't even think about that. She's just like, two targets! What are they gonna do? Yeah, it's pure, like, tactics. It's not, like, yeah. logistics at all. It's just all, like, but this is a tactical advantage, but it's not, really. And it's it's more of a liability than it is anything. You're yeah, creating you a situation where you're half power, and one of your halves has civilians yeah, and the you one, can't protect. The one can't go to warp. The saucer can't go to warp. So, like, you kind of should just, like, let the saucer go and, like, hide it somewhere. Like, they should yeah, hide it that in that nebula. that would be smart. It's, like, yeah. do a battle bridge scenario where you just get the saucer away. Yeah. But, um, anyway... Uh, we're going to take another break. Yeah. And we will be right back after these following messages. After these messages, messages. We'll, be right we'll be right back. back. <laughs> McDonald's presents... Presents? Did someone say presents? A present for... Mom? I once got a present. Wow, <laughs> special delivery. I'll look for the present somewhere else. When you buy your kids McDonald's Happy Meal featuring Muppet Babies, they get a Muppet Babies figure with a push toy different Muppet Babies can share, plus neat cutouts on the box. Kermit, surf's up. McDonald's Happy Meal featuring Muppet Babies. Collect all four. Including one. <laughs> and we're back from those messages. Yeah, we did come right back. I forget the tune that plays when you come back. Uh, I can find them. I'll put one in, maybe, if I remember. Here's hoping. <laughs> but um, the the next day, all the senior officers get called to the observation lounge. Yeah, and Admiral Hansen is like, "Hey, uh, the USS Lalo, Lalo, Layla, L E I L A, Layla, Layla, Lalo." Okay. Um, I don't know what that reported is. a distress call that they had contact with an alien cube-shaped vessel, but now oh, they're missing. Oh, who could it be? Uh-oh. So the Enterprise heads there at warp 9, maximum warp. Punch it, Chewie. And uh, the Admiral tells Picard that um, all of the starships that are available are on their way, but like the closest one is six days away. Yeah, see, this is what Q was talking about. You guys are, like, way too spread out. <laughs> yeah. 
It's like <laughs> six fucking days at maximum warp. Could you imagine that? It's crazy. And it's like crazy. That's the thing is like these they work on a completely different timetable that we don't understand. Like whenever Jordy's talking about like fixing something on the ship, he's like, "Well, I could have it done pretty quickly. Give me like two days." Yeah. Or give me 48 hours, give me 72 right. hours, and they're like, make it so. Like, that's real fast, thanks. If I told a boss that it would Six take me days. two days to do something, I'd yeah. be on my ass on the street instantly. Yeah, but also, like, it's like quantum physics and shit. It's fucking... <laughs> it's, like, hard you ever shit. You ever worked in an office? They don't give a fuck no, if it's quantum physics. <laughs> I know. You better hey, have man, that shit is... done in the next couple hours, boy. Jeff, this is this is why we can't have a utopia. Bosses. <laughs> yeah. Maybe if they all die off at a certain yeah. age. Maybe. Maybe it's This is why humans live so group. long in the future, actually. They don't have anything to worry about. It's like, in the far future, humans live to be like 180 years old and shit, because like, you need to. It takes like six days at maximum warp to get places. <laughs> Which is like instantaneous, honestly, because it's like you're traveling yeah. like several hundred light years. You're traveling like, across <laughs> entire goddamn galaxies. Yeah, you're like going from one end of the Federation to the other in two weeks. It's like a fucking miracle, honestly. It's wild, but um... <laughs> Picard's like, we'll keep them busy. And all I could think of was, for six days? <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do? Yeah, you're not going to last six days. You're not going to last six minutes, dude. Yeah, Picard talks to Jordy about like how close to combat readiness they are, but Jordy's like, uh, we're not. Yeah. Like it's a, He says it's a shot in the dark. It's a crab shoot. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they head be, there. I'd be not psyched about this yeah I'd be like, this is a suicide this, mission this is gonna suck <laughs> it's fucking straight up suicide mission bro <laughs> and uh they they head towards the last location of the lalo yeah by lalo and um like it's not even that long like the ship is moving to intercept so, like, mm-hmm. they meet somewhere in the middle. It doesn't even take the six days. Right. And Picard says, contact Starfleet and let them know we've engaged the bull. I love that. I love it. And he the music goes, dun-dun-dun. Yeah. It's one of my favorite moments, though, when, like, they're, like, it's within visual range, and it comes on the screen, and the music is, like, dead quiet. Like, That's it's great. they show it, it's, it pops up, and it's dead quiet. It's and, great. And then he's, like, zoom in, and it goes, bloop. Dun dun dun! <laughs> Super Star Trek, like old Star Trek. So good. I fucking love that so much. Like I, I couldn't help but laugh. It's so cheesy and fun. I love it. It's super like nineties as fuck. But like <laughs> the board hail Picard, not the Enterprise. They yeah. hail Picard, and they're like, we want Picard. We want you to surrender yeah. to us. Yeah. And they're like, what the fuck? Why do they want Picard? They love his bald head. And they're like, give him to us. We need him to complete our collection of Star the queen, Trek memorabilia. <laughs> the queen wants to fuck him. <laughs> the queen likes his shiny bald head a lot. It looks like our heads. We don't have hair for some reason. I don't know. Interestingly <laughs> enough... um. I think there have been StarTrek.com 
uh, like votes about who the sexiest guy on Star in Star Trek is, and Picard yeah. always ranks either number one or number two. Well, he's super charming. He's British. Super he's charming. He's got that authority smooth. thing going. Yeah, he's dad like. They like the Dilfs. He's got like family issues. Yeah, he's kind of a bad boy, but not a bad boy. Yeah, he's he breaks Starfleet protocol all the time, but only for the right reasons. Yeah, he reminds me of a young me. A young me. <laughs> I think they modeled them, him after me. It's true. I'm not, I can't prove it. But. They were like, I know the seven-year-old that'll be real good. We'll <laughs> model his character after him. He's got super bright orange hair right now, but like one day he'll be bald. <laughs> they know. They can just tell. They know. He's flying too close to the sun on Icarus <laughs> wings. His hair is like fluorescent orange. That can't last forever. Um, <laughs> the, they, they start to fight. And the the Borg cube captures the Enterprise in a tractor beam, and the Enterprise is, like, all, they fire everything. It's not they're like a going, normal battle. Yeah, they're going crazy. They're just like, shoot everything! <laughs> like, in a normal Star Trek battle, it's like, fire photon torpedoes, fire, yeah. Yeah. fire, yeah. fire phasers, bzzz, and yeah. that's it. But in this one, it's like, bzzz, boop, beep, 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 yeah, bzzz, bzzz, it's just hitting the side, like, nothing's happening. It's like flies ramming against a window. It's like throwing Nothing. your gun at Superman. It's just, it's why would you do that? <laughs> it is like the guys who empty their clip into Superman and then throw yeah. the gun. Yeah, they're just like, ah, like freaking out. They're just like, oh, God. <laughs> There's a great moment in the comic where, uh, like... They they open fire on Superman and then they throw the gun at him and Wonder Woman is with Superman. Yeah. And she goes, Did he just throw his gun at you? <laughs> and Superman says, Yeah, they do it every time. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> oh, Superman. Um But uh Shelby sort of gets up and she runs over to data and she says, Modulate the phaser yeah, like, ch frequencies. The the frequency, yeah. And um, it it works. It breaks the tractor beam. Yeah. And uh, Picard is like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. We're piecing out everybody. We ain't ready for this shit. We didn't even. We just. We didn't even level up. We should have grinded more. <laughs> <laughs> should have fucking taken that triple mission. <laughs> um, 11 crew members were killed and 8 are missing at this point yeah, just from get, that like 5 seconds they were engaged with the some board. of them get uh, vacuumed out of the space which is a great way to die it's just it's awesome pretty pretty horrible your blood boils it's Picard great. tells his 12 year old helmsman <laughs> to take them into a nebula, the Paulson yeah. Nebula. Oh, uh, the Paulson Nebula. The Paulson Nebula is in Enterprise. I believe you know where the Paulson Nebula comes from in that show. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. His name was Robert Paulson. <laughs> <laughs> His name was Robert Paulson. That's a different movie. I feel like we're mixing our metaphors here a little bit. <laughs> yeah. It takes me a week to get back into things. <laughs> Next week's episode will be good, we promise. It'll, yeah, I promise it'll be good. But uh, they hide in the nebula, and the Borg can't seem to follow them. Yeah, like, the Borg are... They kind of, like, you kind of just get the feeling like they're like, well, we'll just wait here. Like, Yeah, they the do point? as well, and Picard's like, damn, I thought they would leave. Like, Yeah, like, there's... Now we're they, trapped in here. They don't need, like, 
they got all the time in the fucking world, man. <laughs> like, and then later when they fly out of the nebula, they fly out on the like, same right side that the Borg them, cube yeah. is on right next to them. What well, the they fuck? Had, they had to, you had to make sure the dummies knew what was yeah, happening. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, that would be really stupid to do that, but whatever. But, uh... <laughs> The engineering team, Riker, Shelby, they all start, they hang out and they start talking about how a narrow band of high phaser frequency is what nullified the Borg Cube's power. There you go. It was like a dip in the power, right? And, Lef- and my boy Jordy. Yeah. And my boy Crusher. Just kidding. <laughs> They come up with a plan uh, to use the main deflector dish, the cure-all of the Star Trek universe. It's like the shotgun of the ship. <laughs> Let's just shoot a bunch of shit out of this deflector dish. I Maybe don't know. we can use the main deflector dish to fucking kill them. Like, it's I don't know blunder. how. Somehow it's, it'll work. It's the blunderbuss of Star Trek. Just put some forks and spoons in it and shoot him at people. I don't know. <laughs> fucking shove a candlestick in there, too. Who gives a shit? It's fucking like... <laughs> The deflector dish solves every problem in Star Trek history. Like, they should start putting, like, a hundred of those on a fucking ship. If you think about it, it's, like, really powerful. Like, because it, like, pushes everything away. It just, like, makes, like, a shield in front of the ship that, like, just pushes shit. Like, that's crazy. Fucking make a ship that's just a deflector dish. They do. What? (laughs) There's ones that are, like, they have, like, really big ones. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's it. It's just a deflector just dish, and you just hold on to it and fly through space. You're talking about a Death Star? Oh, no. <laughs> Are you talking about a Death Star? Oh, shit. But, um, like, Shelby's like, but that'll destroy us or whatever, and Riker's no, like, no, we need to put some distance between us and this target. Yeah. And um, Shelby comes up with the idea that every phaser on the ship, including hand phasers, need to be tuned to those high band frequencies. Which is like genius because like that's how they deal with the Borg for like ever. Like oh, yeah. they always do this. Then. And that's this the thing is like, is like that's Shelby's idea. She's yeah. the one who came up with that yeah, that they use it. forever. Yeah. She is an expert on the Borg. Oh yeah. She definitely knows what she's talking about. She just has a very harsh personality that's hard to get along with. Well, most smart people have that. <laughs> Uh, I have a great personality, and I'm a super genius, so <laughs> fuck you. A lot of people don't like harshness because it's too much for them, but smart people, they just don't have time to coddle. I'm all about coddling, especially what it leads to. You're talking about cuddling. Oh! <laughs> You and can't leads- coddle and then fuck? It doesn't work that way? No, it's, like, sad if you coddle mm. and fuck. It just, it's nobody's, it's not the best. But uh, this is where <laughs> Shelby comes up with the idea of creating um, two targets for the Borg by separating yeah. the saucer section. Which they do you Like, late, like next time we'll talk about next that. Next time, yeah, they we'll do get into that. that. Yeah. But, like, Riker's against it because, yeah. like we said earlier, it creates two targets that are significantly weaker than they would yeah. be together, and one that is way weaker and is full of civilians. Yeah, Riker, like, in the next part is like, well, you gotta Star Trek that plan up a little bit, Shelby. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what we're gonna to do. Save us. Yeah. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna play poker with the Borg. I tell you what I'm gonna do. <laughs> we're gonna split your ship apart, but we're gonna throw in extra little thing for you here. We're gonna trick them. We're gonna trick them in a way... That'll make us the winners. 
<laughs> Stick with me, kid. <laughs> but um, Shelby's like, I think the captain should make that decision. Yeah. And Riker's like, I give the captain all the options that I'm given. Like, I present all the ideas, whether I agree with them or not. Right, right. And she's like, fine then. And then she leaves. Damn. And Jordy comes up and he's like, wow, women, right? And Riker's and like, everyone, yeah. <laughs> and then everyone's like, Jordy, you've never been with a woman. <laughs> Jordy, do you know any women? That aren't holograms. He's like, well, I know Dr. Crusher. <laughs> yeah, your doctor looking at your junk isn't the same thing, Jordy. That's their job. Sometimes I talk to Troy. Yeah, about your women problems. Nice. Oh, <laughs> I feel so bad for Jordy. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he wasn't such a fucking hollow creeper. Anyway. <laughs> he gets a little weird with the holograms. <laughs> um, he gets. He doesn't get Quark weird, but he gets a little weird. That's true. Like Quark doesn't even find it weird. He's just like fucking. Give me your money, and you can fuck whatever, whoever you want. You want to fuck Kira? Here's some Kira pro. Yeah, give me your latinum. Yeah, I figured out a way you could fuck Kira here. I love when they change his face. It's my favorite. Game. <laughs> it's so good. But Riker goes to Picard's ready room later, and Shelby's already there, and she's already told the captain her suggestion that. She thought Riker wouldn't tell him. Yeah, she, like, jumps ahead, which is super not a... That's a no-no. No, you don't go over your boss's head. That's a good that's way to a, get fired. That's a bad... Especially in the military, that's, like, super... Oh, yeah, you're breaking a chain of command, which Picard um, uncharacteristically doesn't seem to care about this time. Yeah, I guess, like... I don't know. He, it's necessary for the story that he doesn't care. Yeah, he's having a bad day, a bad Picard day. But um, soon to get way worse. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> um, he agrees with Riker that like now isn't the time to use that, but they yeah. should keep it as like a final resort. Right. Which again, we'll see. And Riker's like fine. And then like there's this really really tense moment where they both Riker and Shelby both walk out and stand and wait for a turbo lift. Mm-hmm. And then they walk in and Shelby's like deck eight, and he says halt. Stop! Yeah. And he's like, you are never to bypass my authority again, ever. And she's like, fine, but I need permission to speak freely. Mm. And he's like, be my guest. Which, if I was him, I would have been like, kiss my ass. Yeah, I'd have been like, no, go to your room. Yeah, but she's like, you're in my way. And he's like... Wow, that must be so terrible for you. Which I love. I love that response. It's great. But then she's like, you're an old fogey and a bitch. You won't do anything. You won't fucking do it. You won't do it. You're a bearded bitch, you bearded bitch. And he's like, oh no. Oh no. She got me. She knows I'm a bearded bitch now. Oh. Yeah, he cries. But she, she like... Uh, she like if you can't make the hard decisions you should get out of the way for someone who can yeah like she's like really like over the line this is like we're getting like crazy territory she walks out and Riker's like "Mm, that hurt my feelings yeah she knows how to push his buttons dude she's been doing it since she fucking got there she knows what she wouldn't want to hear yeah Yeah, she she just says that shit to him yeah she weaponizes it it's tough, man. You gotta... Whew. Whew. We get some classic Picard. Classic Picard moment where he, he goes into 10 forward. 
Nobody's mm-hmm. drinking because they're all going to die and they know it. <laughs> Which would make me drink, but whatever. They're all drinking in their quarters alone, I guess, yeah. facing yeah. their own mortality. Yeah. Oh, this moment is great. I do like this part. And Guinan's like, uh, what are you doing awake? And he says, you know, it's a tradition for the captain to tour a ship before a big battle. Yeah. And Guinan points out, you know, it's if the battle is unwinnable. Yeah, she knows, because she's seen it. Yeah, and he's like, well, you know, it's not just if it's unwinnable, and he points out a time in history where the leader dies, but the people win. Yeah. And she, of course, immediately points out that the leader dies and asks him, you know, do you think you're going to die? Yeah, this is great. This he is dodges so the question quite often, quite heavily. Yeah, yeah. But it's a great little speech where he says, you know, we're all just part of history right now. It's history right. in the making, and we don't know what's going to happen next, whether humanity is even going to exist. Yeah. Turn the page. He know, like, he knows. He knows how big. Like, this is a super big deal. Like, this sucks. Like, everybody's kind of dodging the like weight of the situation especially yeah. like shelby and Riker are caught up in their own dumb little squabble or whatever yeah it's almost like that's what we fill our time with to distract ourselves from like thinking about how big the universe is <laughs> yeah like shelby especially is like i need to get ahead in my career when really she should be like if i don't figure this shit out Every human being in the universe is going to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or be turned into robot zombie slaves. Yeah, which is like worse than death. Oh yeah, fuck. I'd rather rather die any day. Yeah, Yeah. just kill me. Don't make me a fucking trapped in a weird body with a googly eye. (laughs) Dude, I want like a mad eye, moody googly eye on my (laughs) Borg body. But um, it's just goofy as shit. (laughs) Everybody, all the other Borg laugh when they see it. Ha 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 ha. ha, ha. <laughs> yeah, they laugh in binary. <laughs> zero one zero one zero one. Stop laughing at me. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know how to do binary. So, um, I'm sure we'll get an email. Actually, here would be laughing. Whatever. One 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 one. Um, but like, I'm sure ha is like. Eight, 80 ones and zeros. It's a, it's big. It's probably like longish. <laughs> um, but like Guinan brings up her own people. Um, yeah, the, the listeners. The yeah the the Elarians. Elarians. Yeah. And she said, you know, after the Borg destroyed my planet, like we scattered to the cosmos, but we still exist. We're still yeah. creating our history. Right. And there's a weird moment that I find very strange where they're, like, staring at each other very, like, knowingly, but then, Mm. like, the ship gets fucking rocked with an explosion, and neither of them react to it for the most part. They're just kind of like, uh, this happening. (laughs) Yeah. And Worf calls the captain to the bridge. My boy Worf doesn't do a whole lot in this episode. (laughs) He kind of cries later. Yeah, he gets real weak. He is a Borg. Yeah, he gets real butthurt. Because his fucking favorite guy gets turned into a robot slave. Yeah, later when they fight the Borg, he's going to want to kill him. (laughs) Yeah, he's fucking, (laughs) let's kill him. Get off my bridge. Um, You're a coward. You want to run. That's what he says to him. And the Borg finally, after like, I don't even know how many fucking hours we're at at this point, they start firing... Magnet guided charges to like that are that's like magnetically yeah. guided towards the ship. They had to build them, they had to like that's test probably them. true. <laughs> that's probably true. They had to request the parts from 
fucking hey, yeah you gotta call the supplier it's jeff crazy. bezos <laughs> um jeff bezos is borg holy that's shit. right um but uh they fucking take off out of the nebula they're like we have to get the fuck out of here yeah and the Borg cube chases, but they catch the Enterprise in a tractor beam, and Borg start, like, transporting onto the ship. Yeah. <laughs> it's too spooky! It's a spooky yawn. I was too scared, so I Not yawn. a 12 at night yawn. It's a spooky no, yawn. It's, it's too spooky for me! I like how they throw Riker. They, like, he, like, goes to, like, I, I don't know, do something. I don't and know, he, they like, try to, like, phase him first, but, like, it doesn't work. So, like, yeah. Riker runs over and tries to, like, hug him. Stop him with a hug. Yeah. He's like, let's be friends! And he fucking gets thrown into the side. He says, I already have a boyfriend, and he throws him into yeah, the side. he's like, ah, yeah. oh, blah, blah, and he, like, lands, and his fucking skull pops open. It's crazy. <laughs> it's, that's crazy. And uh, Worf runs at him and just gets fucking bitch slapped out of the way. Yeah. The Borg are strong. They're super strong. Yeah. But um, another s- Borg just pops in right next to Picard, which makes you wonder why no one's done that before. Yeah, and he goes, yoink. <laughs> he's like, yoink, this is mine. And, and then he teleports out. Yeah. And uh, other other two Borg teleport out, and the last the one that got beat up just like disappears. Yeah, they kind of like I guess vaporize them or something, or they like transport them back to like recycle them or some shit. I don't know. They're Ew. green. They're like green. They're green. <laughs> Riker and Worf wake up, and they're like they were like sleeping because they got knocked out like a cartoon. They were like <sighs> me, 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 me. they saw stars. And then they wake up. The stars going around their head. Yeah. And but they wake up and they're like, Riker orders a pursuit. And but O'Brien is completely incapable of beaming Picard back, so they have to like follow. They have to yeah. figure out a way. They're trying to keep up with them, and they're like burning their engines out because the yeah. board are fucking fast as shit. Worf is like they're heading towards Sector Zero Zero One, the Terran Cl- system. Close up on Riker who says. Earth. Earth. For the dummies who don't know the Terran system is Earth. I'd like to think that he delivered that line wrong and he went, E-Earth. Earth. Earth. Welcome to Earth. <laughs> but uh, Picard gets taken to, like, I don't even know. I don't know why they have to take him anywhere since they can talk to... They talk from all of their mouths. Yeah, they're kind of just like... I, I don't know. I kind of thought that they were kind of just, like, in their head, right? Like, they kind of have, like, some sort of... Because some of them are, like, the Borg have assimilated, like, telepathic species, so, like... For sure. Maybe they, maybe they use, like, some kind of... I don't fucking know. Like, I don't know, but shit. they, like, they take him to, like, the edge of, like, the warehouse that they're all hanging out in. Yeah, the warehouse at the end of Indiana Jones. <laughs> and they're, like... This is, this is, like... I think they already said resistance is futile in their first appearance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they they weave it into a sentence this time. They respond to him when he says, I will resist to my last breath. And they say, resistance is futile. Yeah. You will become part of our collective, and so will Earth. And you will become our voice to the humans. Yeah. And Picard's like, suck my dick. Which is crazy that they said that in 1990. I know. 
It's really, it makes you root for him. Though. What's like, even crazier guy. is that he unzips and tries to suck his own dick at this part, and you're like, <laughs> what? That doesn't even have anything to do with what you just said, Picard. What are you doing? Maybe he thought this is like his last moment on Earth, so he's got to get it in. <laughs> I never tried before. I must try before I die. Resistance is futile. He looks at his dick and says that. Damn. <laughs> it's crazy. The Borg are very impressed. They're like, we must add this to our collective. <laughs> we need this. <laughs> anyway, meanwhile, Jordy comes up to Riker and he's like, hey, our deflector's ready, but like, we need to use power from the warp engines. And yeah. we can't do that when we're doing warp fucking nine to try and keep up with them. Yeah, we're hot rodding right now. It's good. It's crazy. <laughs> Riker's like, you know what? We're going over to save Picard, my dad. From the Borg. Yeah. And here's what the team's going to be. It's going to be Shelby. It's going to be Data. It's going to be Worf. It's going to be Crusher. It's going to be me. John Stockton for three-pointers. He's like, actually, Shelby, you stay here. Tell Shelby to stay here. You're in charge of the ship. Yeah. Because I'm action man. He's the captain now. I'm the captain now. He's like, I'm action man. I'm going to go do action. You can be ship girl. You (laughs) hang out on the ship. Aww. (laughs) And and, uh, unfortunately, Troy... Completely action blocks him. Yeah, cause she, cause he's the captain, so she can't go. She's like, you remember when you said you were the captain? Now, well, you are. You have to <laughs> so stay here. Now you gotta stay here. And he's like, and damn it. He's like, all right, uh, Shelby, you can go. And Shelby's like, hmm, <laughs> <laughs> right in his face. And, and his, she, she like farts like really loud. Yeah, like, and Riker's no wiener like shrinks. <laughs> It like cuts away to his wiener, and it's just oh, wow! I've been emasculated. Shit! I guess I should stay here too. Oh no, I don't get action. I sure wish you were like Picard, and you could suck me. (laughs) (laughs) Weird. Anyway, the away team, made up of Shelby, Worf, Data, and Doctor Crusher. Yeah. Which it makes sense that Crusher's going this time, since there's like Picard might be hurt over there. There's a medical reason, yeah. They get transported over, and uh, again, the Borg do not give a fuck. They don't give they're a there. shit. They're just like, fuck you, I got shit to do today. We are working our nine to fives right now. You can do whatever the hell you want. Yeah. And, um, like, Data... He get, Data gives a little crash course about like what the Borg are like and everything since yeah. Crusher wasn't there last time and Shelby has never seen a Borg before. Yeah, this is like old news for Data. He's like, well, I've been here before. I remember this shit. But like all their equipment is kind of not working right. Like tricorders aren't telling them shit. Yeah, they got like some kind of like dampening field or some shit. But um, Crusher being a science lady sees this node hanging from the ceiling that all the Borg seem to be connected to, and she's like, hey, maybe they're, like, ants or mosquitoes. Yeah. And they use, like, some sort of fucking system to communicate with each other, and if we could just destroy the system, we could do some real damage. Yeah. And everybody's like, wow, Crusher, what a great idea. Yeah, I'm glad your son isn't here. (laughs) And, he's, and she says, me too. I thought I sent him away, but he came back. <laughs> How do I get rid of this kid? This kid won't leave Star Trek. It sucks. <laughs> and uh, they head towards the nodes. They head towards them distribution nodes. Yeah. Like, if it were now, they would call it, like, a router, right? They'd be like, yeah. it's like a router. It's, it works like a router does. They, they would say that, and it would be stupid. <laughs> 
It really would be. <laughs> it would be really, really stupid. But um, Riker gets a call from Admiral Hanson. I'm back. It's me, Admiral Hanson. <laughs> and Admiral Hanson is like, the Earth must be protected at all costs. Yeah, do whatever you need to do, right? And the fleet will intercept the Borg at Wolf 359. Uh, Star Trek's 9-11. Here we go. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. But... Uh, Riker's like, yeah, we, we here's our situation. Like, we got to do this, this, and that, blah, 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 you know, whatever. And uh-huh. Hanson's like, and Picard? He's a robot. Oh, he's a robot. He's a robot. He's a robot. He's a Dalek now. <laughs> I'm sorry, Admiral Handsome. Your best friend. Your best friend that we'd never seen you with this whole time up until yeah, now. Until now, yeah. <laughs> but um, the away team finds Picard's uniform, and they're all very worried they're going to have to see his dick. Yeah, which he just sucked. Yeah, so at least it would be flaccid, right? Is that better yeah. or worse? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know when it's happening to me which is better and which is worse, but I can't say. Tell us. I never uh, walked a mile in another man's dick, so I don't know. Mm, you lie. Anyway, um, <laughs> like Riker's like, our weapon's done. The away team needs to make the Borg cut out a warp any way possible. Yeah. And they start yeah. firing on all those distribution nodes. Yeah. And the Borg all wake up. They're like, oh no, our nodes! Time to go! That's what they say. They go, let's go, boys! One of them wakes up and says, let's go! <laughs> yeah. Fucking, not our nodes! I my love nodes, those! My nodes! You're shooting my nodes! <laughs> but uh, the Borg Cube does drop out of warp because yeah, of Yeah, it stops them. Yeah. And uh, our hero, Wesley, tells everybody that the Borg Cube is stopped. He's the Thanks. one who really saves the day. Thanks, Wesley. And... Uh, <laughs> um, they finally divert power from warp because they don't have to chase this bitch anymore. Yeah. And they start final preparations to use the weapon. Yep. But meanwhile, yeah. The away team start they're still shooting nodes and the Borg start attacking them and uh, we learn that they really do get one shot with those fucking phasers Yeah, they're it's not too like late. they're not good at doing the whatever they do to them yet. Like the in like later frequencies, yeah. Later they kind of get like one or two or three shots, you know. Yeah, they start actually modulating their frequencies themselves instead what a of just great, like like what a great concept though. Like you have this fucking space weapon that is like the like it vaporizes shit, right? But now it's like a basically a musket. Like maybe oh, yeah. you get one shot and then it's done. Like oh, that yeah. sucks. Like for them I, they must be like, "Oh my god, this sucks so much." As a security officer myself, yeah, I'm well aware that the reason why they don't uh, modulate the frequencies at this point is because the phasers aren't made to do that themselves. They have to be opened they have up to be programmed, and yeah. programmed to do that from the inside out. Wow. Uh, by the time they are modulating the frequencies themselves against the Borg, that is a new version of the of phaser. The phaser yeah. That was they- specifically made to combat the Borg. Well, thanks. Thankfully, we have a security expert on our show. You're welcome, everybody. Keep it Starfleet safe, one dead body at a time. <laughs> Pile them up. You got a wall. That's how you make a red shirt joke, people. Fucking there put some is. effort into yeah, it, right? Try harder. Fucking try harder. 
Anyway, Captain Picard shows up, and they're all like, Picard, my hero! Except he's Robocop. <laughs> However, he turns around, and his laser pointer from the fu- from the fucking Walmart Yo, down the street. You know how much that fucking thing cost in 1990? That was like a $250 laser pointer, dude. Jesus Christ, it's like two bucks now. I know, now it's like they just give them to you at, like, wine events. They're like, here's a laser pointer. <laughs> Thanks, I love laser pointers with my Great. wine. I'm gonna need this to put on my keychain to do stuff with. But he turns and he laser points into the camera, and you know those motherfuckers were like, this is awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they didn't know what it was doing to the camera, probably. Oh, yeah. But <laughs> like they're, they're like the all fucking shocked it. about this, and Worf, like, fucking dives towards the captain, like, please hug me! <laughs> uh, but he gets force-fielded. Yeah, there's a he's, like, in a little room. Yeah, and they're like, they just leave. They don't even say anything afterwards. They just all kind of stand up and beam out. They're like, fuck it, we gotta go. Because they gotta shoot that laser off, the deflector laser. Yeah, I feel like this should have been a moment where Worf refuses to leave for a that'd second. Be, that'd be great, right? Where he's that'd like, I cool. won't leave him! Yeah, that'd be really cool. But then, like, Shelby or somebody says, we have to go! And then they beam out. Yeah. Or, like, maybe he's like, I won't leave him, and then they start to beam out, and he goes, no! Yeah, that'd be cool. Very dramatically. Yeah. Uh, instead, they all just kind of beam out, and, uh, it, there are no flaws in this episode, really. I'm just no, fucking we're making jokes. We're nitpicking. So yeah, we're I'm just making yeah. jokes. But they all appear on the bridge, and Riker's like, uh, what have, what are they, what happened over there? Where's the captain? And they're like, oh, he's been altered by the Borg, and yeah. Riker's like, how? How was he altered? And Worf says, he is a Borg! Yeah, a tear, a single tear Which falls is my out favorite, of his face. my favorite Worf impression I do. It's like a weird, like, low angle shot of, like, the side of his face. Like, yeah, so, like such a weird angle. He doesn't want to look at the camera to see his pain. Yeah, like, he it's... Like, is a Borg! It's pretty smart, yeah. But, um... Shelby and Dr. Crusher are like, let's go back. We gotta save him. We gotta save him. Yeah. Riker's but Riker's like, like nope. we don't have time for that. We have to save Earth. Yep. Bigger problems right now. But the Borg hail the Enterprise. And it's Locutus! Picard's there and he says, I am Locutus of Borg. They gave him a name. That's cool. Yeah, they don't get names. Why did he get a name? I remember I wanted the Locutus toy so bad. Oh, no, I did too. Never got it. I did too. Like, I thought he looked so cool. And now I look at it and I'm like, his entire upper body is just like a shirt. Well, they make, I mean, it's like the Klingons, right? Like, they make the Klingons look better over time. And like, well, not the new ones, but like, you know, back in the day. Well, and I mean, like, they've made them look better from the beginning of Discovery to now. Oh, they, they, have, they, they look, look more like Klingons Okay, now. that's good. I don't I don't know. But uh, like, the Borg are like, basically like, just like, like chalk, like chalky, right? And later oh, yeah. they're like veiny and sweaty and like gross. really gross. They look like movies. zombies. They yeah. look like fucking zombies, right? But like Locutus is like he has a lot of like waist stuff and leg stuff, and he has yeah. some stuff on his arm. But his like entire upper body is like the fucking like uh, turtleneck sweater that like German <laughs> expressionists wear. <laughs> Like, I'm thinking of the show Sprockets. Sprockets! Saturday Night yeah, Live. Yeah, yeah, He's wearing kinda. the Sprockets, like, turtleneck. Well, some things a Borg Sprockets. can't take out of you. It's true. They can't take the artistry like out of Like, your fashion. Yeah. But, uh, right, like, he says, I'm Locutus of Borg, and, you know, resistance is futile, and, you know, you better fucking be my bitches. Yeah. And it does this zoom in on Riker, and he says, Mr. Worf. 
Fire. Fire. Oh, it's so good. And that was the end of the to season. To be continued. And you had to wait for like seven months before the show came back. What's going to happen to my friend? My friend Locutus. Oh, I my mean, God. Picard. It's so good. This episode changed TV. You Without this episode, you don't get any of your shit. You don't get lost. You don't get fucking, obviously, Battlestar, which is the easy one to make because, like, Ronald D. Moore, but you don't get, like, any of this shit. All this, all the fucking cliffhangers and television come from this fucking shit. Thank you, Michael Piller. And Ronald D. Moore. He fucking looked at it. No, like, man, that article... put his name once. No, that article I read was about how, like, he really, like, wanted this. He was like, no, we need to, like, do this. Like, he, like, pushed, like, hard. Because he was, in like... An early, in an early draft of the story... Uh-huh. Data and Picard were combined as one Borg unit. That's horrible. Pillar recalled, somebody said, why would they do this? Yeah. And we didn't have a good answer, so we dropped the idea. <laughs> yeah, good. That's dumb as shit. That's a really bad idea. But then they, get they their, then they get their movie about it, which is great, because Data's great in the movie. Die Hard in Space, remember? <laughs> Fuck yeah. We best did a show movie, about it. Right? That's the best one. I love that. The best TNG one. Here, here's a here's another fun fact for you along the same vein. Mm-hmm. Uh, the real reason why Dr. Crusher was included in the away team that attempts to retrieve Picard from the Borg was that actress Gates McFadden had mentioned to Pillar that she thought it would be fun to fire a phaser. As her go. character, Dr. Crusher, wasn't usually provided with the opportunity for much phaser action during you gotta, the series. You gotta respect writers for, like writing their way out of these like weird shit problems right like Gates McFadden is like you know I quit and then I came back and now I want to shoot a phaser and then the writers have to go okay like what do we need we'll put the phaser in like how do we do this if I was fucking Gates McFadden I'd be like hey can I shoot a phaser yeah I would probably (laughs) she gets to shoot phasers she gets like whole episodes where she's like on that planet with her ghost grandma or whatever the fuck Uh, she's on the planet with the ghost that fucked her grandma that's and right. now the ghost is gonna fuck her. Yeah, that episode sucks. I skipped that one. That is one. one of the worst episodes ever. Yeah, that one is like it's like all like like she she's like from a colony or something that's like Edwardian or some shit. Yeah, it's like, like it's the like, colony like, is Scotland. It's like yeah. space Scotland. Yeah, it's like why is it like this here? Like, it's got what? a ghost on it. <laughs> it's like fucking stupid as shit. The uh, two of my favorite things about that episode is they have a regular graveyard. Yeah. Like, in the future, they, they get, like, a fucking Edgar Allan Poe-ass it's a, it's a graveyard. Fucking, it's like fucking the Headless Horseman or some shit. It's, like, and, ridiculous. Uh, I love that the ghost wants to fuck every lady in the family. He's Just got a all type. of them forever. He's got a type. He likes the Crushers, or whatever her maiden name was. Um, Bouvier. The, uh, <laughs> Bouvier. That's, that's Marge. Was. That's Marge. McGillicuddy. We have a yeah, Irish name. <laughs> The uh, that's uh, Lucy. I love Lucy. Her maiden name's McGillicuddy. Yeah, but um, that episode's fucking terrible. But somebody, if you go to Instagram, I'm sure you could find this super easy. Somebody ran Beverly Crusher through that app that shows you as like a different gender, like they yeah, show as a you, woman, or a and man. she looks exactly like the ghost that tries to fuck her. That's the so guy weird. that played. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's weird. Maybe this the ghost crazy. did fuck her. I think G- Gates McFadden is like my number one lady 
out of all my, of the Star Treks. You would be my number one lady. <laughs> my no, my main squeeze. My main gal. Well, she's a redhead, so, I mean, you know. I don't know. It's tough, because you got Uhura as well. Uh, yeah, Uhura is stunning. Like, absolutely beautiful. Like It's wild. Like, ridiculous. For your, like, it's like, Uhura is like the type of person, like, where you would see her and you would just be like, where are you? What? <laughs> like, one time I got my hair cut by a, a lady and she was like the most beautiful person I've ever seen in my life. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing here cutting my hair? Like, what do you, what is this? <laughs> Shouldn't you be like a supermodel somewhere? Uh, I was like, this is insane. Like, what is happening? <laughs> it's like, I always point out that every time they show a lady in Star Trek TOS in a close up, they have like Vaseline all over the fucking Yeah, thing. they're made up like crazy. They like, don't have to do that. Or, no. like, they put the camera on her and it just naturally softens the no, frame. It's ridiculous. Because she's just so beautiful. Well, she fucked that ghost, so she maybe was part ghost. <laughs> well, fucking. Aurora didn't fuck the ghost. That ghost fucked everybody, Jeff. Crusher. Only Crusher's family fucked the ghost. If I, I was think a Uhura's ghost. Related. Oh my god, I would fuck so much if I was a ghost. Oh my I can't wait till I'm a ghost. It's gonna be great. The fuck ghost. Watch <laughs> out for that in theaters. <laughs> Uh, so this episode is fucking amazing. Yeah, I don't really think we need to... I mean, this, obviously we have the second part to do next time. Um, but, yeah, this is like a movie. This feels like a fucking movie. Yeah, this is the first half of a film. And, like, could you imagine watching this and then waiting seven months I to did find it. out what I did it. I can happens? imagine. I fucking did it. It sucked. I meant the audience, Josh. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, it's, it, like, shattered me. I was like, oh, my fucking God. Like, I didn't know what to do, but, like, knowing how children are, like, I I mean, this the months passed quickly. <laughs> yeah, you probably forgot about it pretty quick. Yeah, well, we had to. I had, like, homework to do and shit. You had a life to lead. I had to go outside and play. <laughs> it's, like... It was summer. I had to go. It's, like, a masterpiece, right? Like, st- it's when great. people talk about the greatest episodes of television ever... Yeah, I feel like the best of both worlds is like if talk people are talking about two parters. Yeah, the best of both worlds has to be at the top of the no, it's list. up there for sure. Like I'm not just like as a Star Trek fan, but a fan of like like stories and television and shit. Like it's definitely up there. Like this, it's it, like I said, it like nothing was like this then. Like this was like oh yeah, it like blew people's fucking minds, which is like great because like Star Trek is awesome, and I'm glad that like. I think it cursed Star Trek, like, now, because we don't have that anymore. Like, Star Trek doesn't hold that weight anymore, right? No, I mean, it's it's like an action franchise at this point. Yeah, it's a joke. It's a fucking shit show. The, I'm going to go on a tangent, like, about something slightly related. Because mm-hmm. we're gushing over how much we love this episode, how much we love Star Trek in general. Yeah. Um, I started very recently, some people know, I, I started listening to um, The Adventure Zone. Yeah. Which is the McElroy Brothers podcast that's like a D&D real play podcast. Mm-hmm. Very good. Um, they're part of the Maximum Fun Network, which, like, when I heard about that, that there were networks for podcasts that, like where you could actually get money. Yeah. I was like, fuck it, sign me up, right? Where do I go to sign up? Yeah. It turns out that they already have a Star Trek show on uh, the Maximum Fun Network. It is called The Greatest Generation. Uh, and it okay. turns out that this is one of the shows that I listened to back in the day that made me want to make my own Star Trek podcast because all of them were so bad. Well, thanks a lot, Greatest Generation. <laughs> 
Um, the Greatest Generation is billed as a Star Trek podcast by two guys who feel shamed that they have a Star Trek podcast. Oh, because nerds, right? And I hate that attitude. That you should be ashamed or feel any type of negative emotions for I'll, being into Star I'll Trek. I'll complain one step farther, and I'll say that that is purely a cynical marketing decision to get people to listen to the show who wouldn't because they don't like Star Trek. That's totally what that is. I, I don't doubt that at all. Like It's, like, it's a way to get people, people to be like, I know you don't like Star Trek, and we don't either. It's fucking stupid. And it's like, the show itself is pretty much like... Uh, you know, like, bad movie podcasts where people, like, shit on... Yeah. Like, our episodes that are about bad episodes of Star Trek, we still talk about how much we love Star Trek and, like, right. find enjoyment in the good parts. Right. It's pretty much, like, how they shit on bad movies and stuff, but they do it for Star Trek. And I don't that's one of the things that really made me want to do my own Star Trek podcast. Yeah. Because like, it was... The only podcast that I found that was specifically billed as comedy at the time, like a comedy Star Trek podcast. Mm -hmm. And I love podcasts that are funny. Like, I don't really listen to serious podcasts. Yeah, there's enough serious shit going on right now. I don't really yeah. <laughs> listen to exactly. that Exactly. <laughs> so, like, I wanted to start my own podcast that was, like, funny, but it was still Star Trek, and it was still... It had that, like, core value of, yeah. like, Star Trek is fucking rad. Hell and yeah. everybody should love Star Trek. Yeah, if you don't, you, you're a fucking busta, dude. Get out of yeah. my fucking... If you don't like Star Trek, I immediately judge you. I'm like, nah. You're a fucking busta you're if you don't like Star Trek. No scrubs. I don't want no scrubs. <laughs> Fuck yeah, you are 100% a bugaboo if you don't like Star Trek. <laughs> a scrub is a guy that ain't getting no love from me for not liking Star Trek. Fuck. Right. <laughs> like, Star Trek is amazing, and, like, there's bad Star Trek, and there's good Star Trek, and there's fucking amazing Star Trek. Yeah, this is fucking amazing. But it's it's all worth it, right? Like, even, yeah. like, fucking Discovery might lead to something great, you Maybe. Know? I mean, I hope so. And I hope this and fucking Picard shit works. I hope, God, yeah. Jesus Christ, Fuck I hope yeah. it's good. Fuck me. Like, it could, like... And the thing is, if the Picard series turns out to be great, we wouldn't have got that without Discovery. Right, which is good, and right? That'll yeah. be a redeeming thing for Discovery, even if it itself never gets any better. Right. And, like, I like don't know. Much I don't like know TOS, how... right? Like, we're, like now we're saying, because, like, TOS, I love and you love and is great, but it doesn't get respect, like... Yeah, because but it, if it didn't exist, you wouldn't have your TNGs right, you and your Space Nines. Yeah. Um, it's just... A lot of Star Trek fandom is based around this idea that, like, oh, like, I know it's shitty, but I love it. But it's not shitty, is the thing. It's some of the best written television of all time. You're a liar if you, if you, like, if you're watching Star Trek, you're just, it's like, it's like junior high mentality where you're like, like, oh, like, I watch Star Trek, but it's stupid. It's like, no, you yeah. watch it because you like it. Like, that's what, like, people don't watch things that suck. Like, they don't. It's just like you can make jokes. Like we make jokes all the time about being giant fucking dorks, right? About lo loving Star Trek and, and everything. But like, I don't really believe that. Like Star Trek is amazing. I love it because it's amazing. Yeah, I would never like. I I have never and will never make fun of somebody for liking like. Even anime, for God's sakes, which I've done, <laughs> but I get it. But I get, I get it. Like I get why they like it, and it's it's not like my favorite thing always. But like I get it, man. Like it makes you feel a certain way, and that's great. Like and Star Trek, I think is 
so universal. I just don't understand. I don't. I just think people are lying to themselves. If they honestly, I just think that oh, they, yeah. they think that it's not cool to like Star Trek because it's like we're in some fucking fifth grade mentality still. There's such a fucking like weird dynamic shift these days. Like yeah. it used to be the dorkiest thing you could be into yeah. was D and D. Yeah. That right. was the absolute bottom of the barrel. You were like basement dwelling geek scum right. if right. you were into D and D. And now it's like super widely available and appreciated. Like there are hundreds of thousands of podcasts about playing it. Right. And like people on TV shows play it who aren't even dorks and shit now. Yeah. Um, I think the one of the dorkiest things to be into now is Star Trek. Like that still old has Star that Trek. stigma yeah. attached to it. Old Star Trek. Well, like old. I mean, old as in like real Star Trek because. I, uh, it's like again it's like a marketing thing it's 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 like why don't you like the new Star Trek it's like it's got not guns. your grandpa's Star Trek this one has titties in it and it's like okay like but the story fucking sucks fucking Enterprise <laughs> had titties in it and it had a good story fucking yeah a good story in that fucking we have a fucking uh, doctor rubbing some calamine lotion all over a Vulcan who's going crazy in heat Man, I'm really sorry to uh, one Kevin Cole for inviting him on for that particular episode. I, it was a re- really good half an episode. <laughs> Look, I'm not going to say if one way or another I jerked off to that part. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. But I will say... You're not going to say that. <laughs> but I will say that I did suck my dick at that part. I sucked Man. my own dick. <laughs> Josh, you truly are the greatest of us all. <laughs> Yeah, this man can suck his own dick, uh, dude. I don't know. I know what you're saying, and I think it's I think it's like a combination of just like Star Trek sucks now, and like it, it it's like um it's like everything now. Everything is like, well, I like this, but what about this? Like, why don't you like like this? Like, it's it's just the same old shit. Like, everything's got to be like a like I like Pepsi and I like Coke or whatever, you know? Like, you gotta yeah, I'll pick. drink what the fuck ever, man. I'll drink like, my own goddamn piss if it tastes good. I don't give a shit. <laughs> that would be really, like, useful if piss tastes good. It probably doesn't. I've never no. tried it. I've never tried it either, but it does smell very bad. Yeah, it smells like I don't want to drink it. <laughs> um... I probably won't. I'll go on record saying that. I probably hey, won't. Hey, the night drink is gone. I'll, You never know. Maybe on a desert island situation. Maybe we'll I'm see. sucking my dick and I gotta pee real bad and then one thing leads to another. Well, let's go ahead and cut that off real quick. And uh, uh, I will point out the greatest generation Star Trek podcast yeah. is the number one Star Trek podcast in the world. I'm telling you, man. And like, I, I know this doesn't like make anyone feel any better, but it's a, it's all because... They marketed it, and they thought, like, well, if we make it seem like we don't like it, it's that's all bullshit. It's stupid. I fucking hate that shit. Yeah, I do too. I mean, like, it has a five. It has like five out of five stars on like uh, iTunes, and has like nine thousand some reviews. I mean, I've never listened to it. I don't know, so I can't really say. It sucks. I only listened to, like, part of one episode, but it all sucks dick. All, like, nine billion episodes is worthless. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's pr- and Maybe it's that episode was the problem. Maybe you just got a bad one. I don't know. I, if they're complaining about this 
uh, best of both worlds. Like I don't think I, it was the best of both worlds. All right, I was gonna say like I don't know what you're fucking complaining about. Like that's like there's com- nothing to complain about. It's a great fucking episode. To me, it's like complaining about like a Renaissance painting. Well, things don't look like this anymore. Like yeah, but like look at this fucking shit. It's amazing. Like that that's how it feels to me. And that's there's like a that's like the fucking that's a pet peeve of mine. Like there's a whole um like side of artists in the yeah. art world that like turn their nose up at the like Renaissance I don't, masters I don't even, in their classics. I'm not an artist, but like uh, they don't even know how they did that shit. Like they don't know how like Da Vinci like painted. Like, like it's a mystery. That's the thing like <laughs> I don't none of my art looks anything like da vinci's art but da vinci is still a huge influence on me like you you have to take those lessons and understand that these were people who were at the top of their craft yeah everything they did was masterful yeah everything they did was like their art like they like like, even if it's not to your taste you have to understand like i don't like cubism yeah but I understand, like, I don't like Picasso cubism in general. I think Picasso's a hack. Yeah. But, like, Cezanne and shit. Like, the the real masters of cubism. Like, I'm not a big fan of that, but, like, Nude Descending a Staircase is fucking a masterpiece. Yeah. Yeah. It's part of it is everyone has a, a platform to voice their shit now. And, oh, yeah. And nobody can just shut the fuck up ever. So, like... They get on and they they try to like hot take their way into some like like I don't know someone's hall of fame of hot take I don't fucking know dude like oh, yeah. everything's fucking like but this is stupid because of this and it's like shut oh, the fuck shit. up just shut the fuck up I, I don't agree. fucking care <laughs> I agree a hundred percent I just realized that new descending a staircase is by Duchamp du- sorry oh Duchamp Duchamp they called him Duchamp because he was good at cubism. They called him Duchamp because he was Duchamp. Where is that? Nude. Where does it... If you just sen- put in nude descending a staircase, it'll pop up. Where's the... Uh, where is this painting? Um, Philadelphia I- Art Museum, motherfucker! That's <laughs> right! I'm going to have to go see it. Yeah, I've, I've like, seen it's, it. The, the thing is, it's motion. It's not depicting anything figurative. It's right, depicting it's... the motion of someone walking downstairs. Yeah, it's like how they were picturing like how something moved right it's it's yeah crazy. it's like a, a singular still image that conveys the motion of walking downstairs yeah crazy it's neat i don't it's i neat. don't i don't like it but whatever uh, i don't like i'm not that's like the only cubist thing that i like but like i can look at cubist stuff and understand the value of it even if i don't like it it's all about breaking down stuff into basic shit yeah i'm not super into like the early 20th century stuff that was going on it's i mean like, i'm i like pop art yeah like there's a part of me that like despises pop art in a way because they like took a lot of images that like low artists like myself yeah, made yeah, yeah. and they just like gussied it up and said this is my painting right yeah, yeah. like roy lichtenstein did that a lot where he would pick up a like a more fun comics at the newsstand and clip out one of the panels yeah and paint it yeah he would, he would just, just paint it. that same just panel steal it. Yeah. and not give any credit to the guy who actually drew it and then he would get a bajillion dollars yeah pop art is cool because it's like uh, like that time period, like pinupy type shit. You know, like I like that type. Oh of... yeah, like I love the low art from any time period. Yeah. Like, like I'm a low artist. Like I do comics and stuff. It's very low art compared to like fucking like fine artists or whatever. But like I love that shit. Like pulp art of yeah. the 30s and 40s that and like pinups and I, stuff. I love it's that shit. 
fucking amazing it's cool. stuff. Star Trek, though. <laughs> like, this is... Uh, this is one of those two-parters in Star Trek that, like, stands 100% on its own as its own thing. Yeah, in which I, I, I like, wrote a note and I, I said, like, uh, like, this is the beauty of, like, the show being, like, episodic in a lot of ways. Is like, you can fucking bust one of these out and fucking blow people away. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. you're used to, like, the weekly, like, adventure and, like, a lot of them in the third season are really fucking good. The season is amazing. Uh, but then you end the season with this, like, fucking, like, champion of the two-parter, and it's, like, it's amazing. Like, it's just, I don't know. I don't know how to, like, describe what it was like. It's hard to put it into words. Yeah. Now we're so, we're so fucking jaded, like, with, like, Game of Thrones. People don't like Game of Thrones. It didn't fucking, whatever, right? It didn't do what I wanted it to do. For eight, for eight years, it fucking wrecked your life. It fucking ruined you. It fucking killed the people you loved. And, like, Josh. it didn't end the way you wanted it. Josh, Mr. Freeze didn't become the king of Westeros. <laughs> like, I thought he was going to. Cool out. <laughs> cool throne. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I could talk about this forever. I love this show. This episode's great. There's nothing wrong with it. It's, uh... It's it like j- a master class in the two-parter. Like, yeah. it ramps up the tension throughout the whole episode, more and more tension. Like, the beginning of this episode is, like, pretty chill. It's pretty low-key. Like, yeah. 600 people died or whatever, but, like... Yeah, that's how it starts, still. and it doesn't matter. Like, that's how crazy yeah. it is, right? Like, we have time still, so everybody's yeah. really low-key, but, like, tensions are fucking mounting throughout this episode. Yeah. To, and it's, like, mounted to the point of, like, a fever at the end of the episode. The captain yeah. is a Borg. It's chaos. It's just and everything's falling apart. And they have to kill him. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's, just, it's, like... It's wild. Like, could you imagine... An episode of fucking, I don't know, Space 1999, <laughs> where fucking the captain gets kidnapped. No, fucking like the classic Battlestar Galactica, where yeah. your hero Starbuck yeah. gets kid- his feathered hair gets kidnapped, mm-hmm. and he gets turned into a fucking Cylon. Yeah, it would fucking, it would be crazy, but they, they, they didn't do that shit. No. This did. Like that's, this is like stakes have been taken to a whole other level at this point. This is like the Nirvana of shows. Like Nirvana came around and people were like, "Well, we can't go back now." <laughs> right? Like it yeah, immediately I mean, like, changed everything overnight. That's what this show did. There Suck was my like dick a reaction to this, right? Like Star Trek continued this like momentum of like, even when it was sort of fizzling out towards the end of like creating more story-driven episodic television. Yeah, yeah. Where there was more of a through line of a story that became the norm after right. Star Trek left the air. Now like, there aren't shows there aren't shows that are episodic anymore, really. Almost not, to the like detriment. Some comedies? Yeah. But almost to like the detriment of TV. Like I also think that we've gone too far where like there's no medium. We're now like the like something like with Discovery I'm talking about mostly like uh, and and like lost, where like the the through line is just like like too obtuse, or it's just like what, like why, like you can you cut ahead, a, you know, you can cut ahead. Yeah. <laughs> you come up with like a story, right? And like th- at the beginning, when Lost first went on the air, I'm sure they were like, "This is going to be a one season show," right? 
Like, we're going to write this story for one season. Beginning of the story, they end up on the island. End of the story, smoke monster. Right? Right. Spoilers. Uh, <laughs> right, sure. But, like, suddenly they got greenlit partway through the season for a second season. Right. All right, let's stretch this fucking fog monster out. Yeah, second, second season. season is just, like, longer first season, right? And then, like... It just keeps happening. Yeah, it never right? stops. And there's no... Uh, the, the story becomes almost, like, inside out at some point. Like, it goes so far inside of itself that it's nothing. Like I it's, remember watching, like, Arrow. Yeah. And, like, people love Arrow. And, like, I don't know how it turned out or whatever. But, like, I was watching through, like, the first couple seasons. The first season has, like, a really good story arc to it. Yeah. And, um... The second, maybe the second season, I forget, but it just starts stretching. Yeah, it feels to the long. point where some episodes nothing happened. That's how I feel about the Marvel uh, Netflix series. Most of them. Oh yeah. Like there's episodes there are definitely in there. Definitely episodes where nothing. And you're like, what is? Those. Why are we doing? This is dumb. <laughs> like, go to the part where that you want to get to. Just go to the end. Skip ahead. Yeah. Fucking Luke Cage gets a haircut. Cool. Yeah, Luke Cage has to go <laughs> get surgery. But how are we gonna do? It? It's like I don't fucking know. <laughs> Did that need to be three episodes? Yeah, it's like ridiculous. Like, quit it. Go to the part. Then you you get the other thing where, like, fucking, they amp it up. Like, oh, it's Daredevil versus the Punisher this right, season. Right, And then that's over in three episodes. Yeah, and then it's just, like, the Punisher there's, sitting in a there's cafe. There's ten episodes left. Yeah, the Punisher just goes to a diner and then just eats, like, coffee cake. <laughs> and you're like, For what? ten episodes. What the fuck? He just goes to prison. It's like, fucking, that's it. Yeah. He's in prison now. He's, the end. He's not the Punisher. He's in prison. Yep. Um, anyway. Now watch... <laughs> now watch Daredevil fight ninjas. That's... Dude. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Ugh. I like those shows, even, but I do think that they're really bad at pacing. The pacing is... I Terrible. like some of those shows. Let's put it that way. I like Jessica I like, Jones. The first. I like Jessica. I like the first season of Jessica yeah, Jones. I didn't like the second season. The very second much. season's not as good. I liked Luke Cage. The first, first season. season's good. Yeah. The second season was all right. I like Daredevil. Like it's it stays pretty okay. It's it's the first season's way better than the rest. That's of it. the biggest thing I can say about Daredevil is it's entirely watchable. Yeah, like, um, you, I didn't like Iron it. Fist at all. No, Iron Fist sucks. I don't care about it. The Iron Defenders Fist. was pretty good. That's all right. Um, so that's my review of Marvel's Netflix series. <laughs> that got canceled six months ago. <laughs> um, Jessica Jones has another season coming out. Oh, really? Oh, okay. I'll check that out. I don't know why that's the one. She's great. But it is. It's the best one. They knew. They, they, they figured out, oh, this is the best one. I liked Luke Cage better. Did you? I thought Luke Cage's second season was more watchable than Jessica Jones' second season. Yeah, the mom shit in the second season of Jessica Jones got a little tedious. Yeah. The second season, like, was obviously leading to a third season where, like, the whole second season of um, Luke Cage, he's very conflicted about whether he should cross a line or not. Yeah, yeah. Like, whether he should be, like he should run the streets like a gang right and become like a criminal himself and at the end of the season it seems like he's made the decision to do that right but, but then like, they, like, the third season was obviously supposed to be him yeah. finding out the repercussions are too much well you can thank going, you can thank disney for buying marvel and all that shit because yeah. now we're never we're still going. doing jessica jones but <laughs> i guess jessica jones is probably the cheapest yeah, there's not too much, like, 
I don't know. She, like, crushes things and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, not much. Like, handles to doors and stuff. Like, Luke Cage throws shit a lot. Yeah, he's, like, invulnerable. Jessica Jones. Yeah, he gets shot with bullets a lot, and they have to do, like, the special effects. Jessica Jones can't get shot. Like, she's just strong. She's not, like... Yeah. like... Do you know she can fly? Yeah, in the comic They hint at that a little bit. Yeah, but, they make fun of, like, the outfit and shit that she used to wear. It's kind of yeah, funny. Yeah, when she was Jewel. Jewel, yeah. <laughs> like, they, if I could fly, I don't care how curmudgeonly I was. I'd be flying all the fucking time. I'm terrified of heights, so I don't think I would do it. Well, I mean, if I, like, Jessica Jones could probably fall and not really get hurt that much, so. I'd fly, like, like maybe, like, 20 feet off the ground. I'm not great with heights either. Like I, I'm better at it than I was when I was younger. If it but if it came with like a you're not afraid of heights superpower, that's what I really want. There's a great little um, part, and uh, I think it's from the comics first, but it's in the Spider-Man video game mm-hmm. where he tells a story about how he was terrified of heights when yeah. he first got the spider powers. And he basically forced himself to the top of the Empire State Building to immersion, face his own fears. Immersion therapy, right? Like, you're afraid of heights, they, like, put you up high. Or, like, you're afraid of spiders, yeah. they put spiders he ac- I think he accidentally, like, falls off or whatever, but he saves himself, so he's never afraid of heights again. Is that how it works? <laughs> <laughs> he figured out that, like, there's not as much danger in falling as he thought there was. Right, so he gets comfortable. Because he can save himself. It's kind of like riding a bike and doing, like, jumps, right? Like, you really get that yeah. feeling, and then after a while, you're just like, oh, I can do this. Maybe I would feel that way if I rode roller coasters more, but... I hate roller coasters. Oh I God. hate roller coasters. I'm the worst. Yeah. I hate fun. I feel like I'm not in any control. I hate There's that. nothing I can do. I hate it. So I hate that. Yeah, it sucks. It's not fun. I don't like to be, like, afraid. Like, that's not fun for me. Like... No. I mean, like, I like horror movies all right, but I'm never afraid. I'm never afraid. Yeah, I don't go... I'm not, as, I'm like, afraid of, like, the the story I'm seeing. Like, that doesn't happen. I've never been like that. I used to watch horror movies when I was a little kid. Fuck it. Mm-hmm. And I turned out perfectly fine. I'm normal as shit. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, here, protection note on this episode. Uh, as Josh pointed out, the fact that this episode was the first cliffhanger in the history of Star Trek TNG mm-hmm. was influential in Paramount opting to be less restrained with this episode's budget than they typically were, and going forward from then. We can spend more money on chips. Um, there are some people at home right now that are like, actually, the first episode yeah, of Star Trek yeah, that was a cliffhanger yeah. was Encounter at Farpoint, yeah, which, yeah. hey, buddy, you're wrong, actually. You're full of shit. Yeah, because cause they showed them at the same time. Yeah, Encounter at Farpoint was a feature-length episode. Yep. Yeah, don't. Suck my Star Trek dick. <laughs> okay. Zip. Uh, <laughs> zip. <laughs> Is there any way you can say zip? Not weird. I don't think so. No, probably not. Not even zip code. It sounds weird. Zip code. <laughs> So, this episode's a masterpiece. We've talked at length about it. We've gone on weird tangents where we talked about something else for a while. Yeah. I feel like we've covered this part of the episode. As you may have figured out um, from the title of this episode being part one, and us talking about it being a two-parter so much, Mm -hmm. there is a Best of Both Worlds part two! And we're going to be watching that next time. Come back. So... 
Make sure to come back for that. This um, is the best cliffhanger we've ever done on this show. Fuck yeah, it's the only one. Oh no, I'm a Borg! <laughs> oh no, Josh is a Borg. I'm gonna blow that fucking Borg cube up with M1. Yeah! Fucking kill me. <laughs> so, there, <laughs> so there are people who have questioned, Hey Jeff, uh, I feel comfortable enough to talk to you by your first name, even though we've never met. Mm-hmm. How do I know what episodes that you guys are watching next, so that I know ahead of time? Yeah. Well, you can head on over to twitter.com slash mclasspodcast, where the pinned tweet is always, and I do mean always, the collection we're on. Yep. If we've already watched the last episode on that list, it means we haven't announced the collection yet. Yeah. Stop asking me. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I look at the list because I don't know. Yeah, I I usually just choose. Like, I don't even ask Josh. I'm just like, all right, we're doing this I'm one. fine with it. They're not going to be bad, so. No, we vote, like, uh, on the our Patreon, patrons yeah. vote on these. This was actually um, the first part of Zar Diego's mm-hmm. Turning Points Collection, part one. Great name. This is, this is not only our first cliffhanger episode, but it will be, when we're done, our first cliffhanger collection oh because he accidentally gave us way too many episodes super meta it's so meta we're like turning into that so many levels it's like inception here um we had a vote and um this episode collection zar diego's turning point collection was the second most voted one so i went ahead and chose it for this time nice it's a good one Uh, we already did the one that won so oh well there you go uh if you would like to suggest a collection to us or vote on a collection of what we're going to do next, get uh, the podcast early, whatever fucking podcast we do. You get it early, maybe. Who knows? Yeah, you will. You get access to the patron-only Discord, and uh, they're working on some crazy shit over there. It's crazy, man. I don't even know. I don't even know so what's going on. get in on that. <laughs> By by heading over to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast, where for as little as a dollar, you get all kinds of goodies. Yeah, man. Um, If you would like to get in contact with us and have your email read on the air, maybe mm-hmm. you can send that baby over to mclassemail at gmail.com, all singular, uh, we've been in a bit of an email drought lately. Yeah. And you might hear something about that in the next episode of email. What's up with so. the emails? <laughs> Where the fuck y'all been? Send them. Uh, so send them on over there. And as I said earlier, you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash mclasspodcasts. Yeah, if you want to, leave us a review on all the things like iTunes. iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube. Can you do YouTube reviews? Yeah, they'll type out like a paragraph about why we're wrong. <laughs> I've heard that, buddy. I've heard that one that's, before. That's pretty much just YouTube, so. Um, thank you to everybody who listens to this podcast, all you Star Trek fans and cadets out there that have joined our armada. Yeah! <laughs> thank you to the patrons who give us your money. Give us more money. I need that because I want to buy some pretzels. I'd like to eat food. It'd be pretty good, I think. Oh, I smelled Chinese food today coming home, and I was like, oh my motherfucker, God. I want some fucking Chinese food. I wish food. I had the money for that. Dude, the, <laughs> the shrimp dumplings at the place that's near me? Oh my fuck, dude. That sounds good as fuck. They make this sauce. It's like crack. There's fucking cocaine in it, I swear to God. I want it. I want to be addicted. I know! Being addicted as rules. Mentioned, 
As mentioned earlier, uh, the month of June will be our um, Pride Month drive. Yeah. Uh, so th- that's on our Patreon. Uh, any money that you pledge to us on Patreon will be matched and doubled by our heroes, Ben Bueller and Tapon of the Tapon's radio program. Oh, what a world. Tapon is our hero. Jeez. I love that, man. <laughs> And uh, all your donations will be, all your pledges to us will be matched by them and donated to the Trevor Project. Yes. Which uh, is an incredibly worthy cause. Agreed. I'm sure I'm going to be donating some money to that as well. I also will be doing that. So uh, thank you to everybody who's going to be doing that for sure. You can uh, donate straight to the Trevor Project at (laughs) thereicontributed.com. Thank you, Ben, for that as well. And uh, we are going to take off now, but we will see you in one week's time for more M-Class goodness. Yeah, bye. Bye Bye-bye. I'm mentally ill.